Hello everybody, this is RNGPC and we are a D&D podcast, but there is no long drawn out campaign here. We are creating random PCs that have fleshed out backstories. Last week, Jake created a turtle fighter that was trying to find the source of a dangerous blight. Today, we have me creating a brand new character for us to explore, and it's mostly based on the new source book, Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. Welcome to our show, my name is Nathan, and this is my co-host Jake. How's it going, Jake? That was seamless. We've Thank gotten you. we've gotten so much better. Or you, specifically you. I just review <laughs> your intro every time. But like those are it's like it's like we know what we're doing now. At least a little bit more. Yeah, it I feels like good. It. Yeah, it feels good. I change I change two sentences every week and it's fresh and it's new and that's about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you used to go way too in the hello and then I'll say hello again and here's another hello and then yeah. also which hello. was a valid which was a valid critique from you. And I adapted and overcame, and now we're here. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm I'm useful to this podcast in in even even a small way. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um. All right. So what else? What's our intro? What are we talking about? What's uh? Um. So there's two a couple I, things we could talk about that are D and D related. Okay. And there's one thing we talk about that I think is not D and D related, but you brought it up before mm-hmm. we went live. Ooh, that's true. Um, apparently you have a bone to pick with Jason Statham. <laughs> He's made you really not, upset. Not, not, spe- I mean, yes, yes. Short answer, yes. But also, no. So it's not specifically him. Um, so we didn't record last week because my brothers were in town. Okay. And that, so I was showing them all the Hollywood stuff and doing all the like, woo, look at all this. And like really showing them how disappointing Hollywood is because that's uh-huh. not, it's not great. <clears throat> I didn't run into Jason Statham. Don't get excited about that. That's not how the story goes. Um, but anyways, so part of that is the Chinese theater. I think that is one of the cooler things here in, in L.A. and specifically in the Hollywood area. So I was okay. like, we can see what movies are showing. And I thought Spiral was going to be out in time because we went on a Wednesday, but it came out on Thursday. We bought the wrong tickets. Whole fiasco. But anyways, we were there. They refunded us for because I was their IMAX. The Chinese theater's IMAX. It was like 20 bucks for these tickets. And they refunded us, and since Wednesdays, it's $5 movie day, even at the IMAX. So it was only like $10 to see the movie for the IMAX feed or whatever. So it's like, ooh, it's cheaper. Nice. However, the movie that was showing was not Spiral. It was Wrath of Man, which is uh, okay. a new Jason Statham movie. It just came out. It's Guy Ritchie, all that. Um, it's hot garbage. It is sure. very bad. Nearly unwatchable. Like, the dialogue <laughs> is just, like, it seems like... I don't know if it was made over quarantine or something, which, like, sure, fine, maybe. But it seems like they wrote a script, like, kind of drunk one weekend. And we're like, cool, <laughs> let's do it. Run with it. Let's go. No notes. Perfect. Brilliant. <laughs> no notes. There is literally a line at one point, because Post Malone's also in it. And he's fine. Not bad in it. He plays himself. He plays face-tattooed criminal that's robbing armored cars. Okay. <laughs> and, like, so... Jason Statham's chasing him down at one point because Jason Statham plays Jason Statham in so the movie. Posty's, where... So Posty's not even like a side character? He's the main bad guy? No, he's kind of a side character. Okay. So the whole thing is Jason Statham's trying to find somebody that robbed a specific armored car at a specific place. And so therefore, the only way he can do it is by joining the armored car service and trying to bait them into doing it again so he can kill them. Okay. And so one of the times that happens, it's Post Malone's crew. And so he's like... 
he that's like the first time it happens and so this is the full like we're seeing Jathan Statham's character we're like oh shit he's actually a badass look he's turning around corners and just one hand boom dead boom dead just one shotting all these fucking whatever and it all leads to him chasing Post Malone who is the head of this crew and he shoots him in the back of the leg and he falls to the ground and he's walking up and he's trying to again trying to figure out who maybe organized a, a, a robbery a while ago? And okay. he goes up to Post Malone. He's like, "Who do you work for?" And Post Malone goes, "Suck my dick." And then Jason Statham's response is, "Suck your own dick," and shoots him. And it's like, <laughs> "What? That's the climactic badass line from this guy that we just saw destroy? Suck your own? No, no one." <sighs> it was just like, was... but what if what if he had cut Posty in half at the waist? And made him suck his own dick. Sure. Would that sure. have been better? Wouldn't have been worse. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just, it seemed like something that somebody that's never said a cool line in their life thought a cool line sounded like. That's like, <laughs> it's like every cool line in a D&D campaign. It's like, all right, you get to kill this bad guy now. It's like, oh shit, they're dead. Oh my God, yeah. I wasn't ready. Oh shit, <laughs> suck your own dick. <laughs> Which, but again, in that scenario, it's like, okay, that makes sense. This is a professional script that was written and given millions of dollars to be made into a movie. Yeah. And they're like, love it. Great. Yeah. Perfect. And One Tree like, Hill wow. lasted like eight seasons. So I feel ya. <laughs> but, but even that, they're writing it in a more condensed time frame, right? Where it's like, okay, you know, it's, you got to get a season ready. You got to write it. You got to get out. It's a lot sh- no one was rushing this movie to be made. Why did this have to happen? No one's like, you know what we really need right now? Another Jason Statham movie with him being a badass. We need it. We need it right now. That's what will fix COVID. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's what will cure Hollywood. Oh, we're going to bring all the money back in. People are going to start going back to theaters because of Wrath of Man. Uh, and and the whole you, thing, too, is... Uh, you know what movie intro- had a better chance of... I'm just going to go. I'm going. You know, go, do it. Yep, just you talk know what movie had a better upset. chance of bringing... Um, People back to theaters. What? Um, Better Call Saul's nobody, whatever his real yeah. name is. Yeah, if, yeah. Uh, uh, that's uh, Bob uh, Odenkirk. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's you, really good. I bet you that was better than Wrath of Man. That's mm. Bob Odenkirk. He's he's tubby. He's tubby. He's he's just he's got dad bod. Yeah. He's <laughs> um, soft. He's like me right now. I'm real soft. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. We can say that. Um, yeah, I would agree. I would agree that um, it's probably better than than Wrath of Man. The whole thing of Wrath of Man too is like it's got a religious overtone in the beginning, oh. like just the whole intro. Well, just just the intro. It's all like religious iconography and angels and men and all of this, and then nothing's about any sort. It's just Jason Statham's mad. Yeah, it's like why, why is that the intro? Why, Don't why make is that him the mad. name of the movie? Why, it's not about. It's just a revenge movie. It's just a revenge movie that's done subparly, and that's that's my beef with Statham. And it's not even his fault. He did it for the paycheck. It's more of the people that gave Guy Ritchie money to make this. Because I don't, I like other Guy Ritchie movies. I like him as as a film creator. It's just like, be better. God's <sighs> with us all, dude. I don't know. <laughs> that's it. That's take the soapbox. I'm done. Okay, cool soapbox. Um, <clears throat> new book came out. See, it's D and D source book came out perfect on Tuesday. Yeah, nice. What's it called? Wrath Van of... Richten's Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. Ooh, Wrath of Ravenloft. That would be a ooh ooh. I like that. Yeah, you're gonna write a book about it or a movie rather? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I will. Bite your own neck kills the vampire. <laughs> ooh, 
got him. Got him. That was the climactic line. Um, but no, it's really sweet. So the Van, the Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft, I'm excited to dive into it more. I, even though it came out on Tuesday, I did not mm-hmm. buy it until payday Friday, so I only just bought sure. it yesterday. Um, so I haven't had a lot of time to really deep dive into it, but for all of you That's... horror junkies out there, this okay. is going to be great for you. It's got... It teaches you, if you're a DM, how to create a Dark Lord successfully if you want to have like a Dark Lord as your big, bad, evil guy. Um, it teaches you how to incorporate different genres of horror into a campaign that you're running. It teaches you how to create your own domains. Um, it teaches you different monsters that you can find within Ravenloft if you decide to use that as like your backdrop. There's um, about 36 pages of new character creation stuff. That is why I bought it, obviously, because mm-hmm. I don't DM quite yet. Um, so it's got things in there. You got three new lineages that are that came with that. You can get the lineage of Dampire, which is like a not really a vampire. Okay. Um, you can get a Hex Blood, which is where you've got Hag blood, like Hag lineage in you, which is kind of cool. And then you have Reborn, um, which is pretty much what that sounds. You died at some point, and now you're back, and you have different reasons as to why the book suggests. So. <clears throat> Where where does lineage fit in? So like when you're building a character, what does it go under? Like what is it like? Is it like a sub race kind of, or is it like within a race you can have this be, be part of your background? Like does it give you stats for it? Um. Also, I realize I ask you that I ask you this as you're flipping through the book. So yeah, so it's kind of it kind of takes place of a race. Because okay. if you were to choose a vampire, for example, it gives you the size you are, what what kind of what creature type you are. So you're a humanoid, you're medium or small. It tells you your walking speed. It tells you the different traits you have, like dark vision. Dampire has a trait called deathless nature, and the description of that is simply you don't need to breathe. So your character, okay. you can always describe your character as like sitting there not breathing, which would be kind of a cool little. I mean, just yeah, thing one, to point out. Yes, creepy, awesome, but also means like you can swim forever. Yep. yep. Or go into space. Um, apparently, you can also climb. Vampires have a climbing speed. I mean, everyone has a climbing um, speed. It just might and be then, more than... Oh, really? So everyone's climbing speed is half your walking speed based on athletics check. So like, oh, or, or how the DM wants to do it. These people have a climbing speed equal their walking speed. See, and so that's what makes it a little... Yeah, that's probably why it's being called out. Oh. And then once you're in third, once you hit third level as a vampire, you don't need your hands. You can just walk on the walls and the ceilings. That's amazing. That just makes me think. Did you ever watch Van Helsing? Did you ever see the yes. uh, Hugh Jackman movie? Oh, yeah. I love that. I, I, one, I'm sure going back, it doesn't hold up that the green screen of that. But the shot, I just remember of, of Dracula walking along the ceiling and then walking down the wall and the way the camera followed him was so cool. Um, I don't so remember that, cool. but I'm sure it was cool. It was, um, so imagine it, a cool scene and it was that. Yep, that's but upside down. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And then right side up. Well, he was so the camera. We were right side up, and then we saw he was upside down, and then we're oh. like, cool. Yeah. Do you so think like, spiders in- know they're upside down? <laughs> like you look up I at think the ceiling, that, and there's a spider. Do you do you think they know I, they're upside down? I think they're aware that gravity is pulling them down. Otherwise, they would probably fall. Okay, and, like they know the web, right? So they know they put their web, and then they use gravity to come down. So I think they know. So like I think they're aware of which way is down. If that's what you're asking, interesting. I've always, I've always. That's a lifelong question of mine. Why? If, bug, if bugs, like, do you think if a caterpillar is climbing across a branch, 
and all of a sudden it decides to like go around it and now it's upside down does is it aware that it's upside down is it now trying harder to stay on the branch than it was when it was on the top of it i mean scientifically it would have to be right because of gravity you i you you broke me i don't know <laughs> i'm going to ask them one day <laughs> Um, Nathan but, finds yeah. a genie lamp. First yeah. thing, I want to be able to talk with caterpillars. <laughs> and the genie's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's not your job to ask questions. Um, but the, another cool thing about the vampire specifically is each of these lineages have like a special attack that they can do. So like the vampire can do a vampire, a vampire bite essentially. And when you bite someone, you actually hit, you have the option to either regain hit points equal to the piercing damage you dealt, okay. or you can gain a bonus to the next ability check or attack roll, and the bonus equals the piercing damage you dealt. Oh, damn. Um, Wait, so, but that, that's for the bite attack? Yes, which only is a D4, so at most you would get a plus four, so it's not too broken. Sure, um, but I mean, that that could be the difference between hitting and not hitting in some sense. Oh, I know, but it's not like it was like a D12, like a D8 or something, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still cool, and you can heal yourself that way, too. Um, the yeah. Hex Bloods have a special thing, and the Reborns also have a special thing. Um, but yeah, there's also Dark Bargains, there's Dark Gifts. Like, a DM can decide that you encounter an Wait, evil you, entity. Is it, what? Is it gi- with a T? You're saying Gifts or Gifts? Gifts. Gifts. There are not dark animated pictures in D and D. Saying could be Harry Potter has them. Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, anyway, the DM can decide you bump into like this evil entity that gives you like um, a gift essentially that can do things. <laughs> um, so like some oh, of the wow. ones that stood Amazing. some of the ones that stood out to me are um, you can have a sorry let me find the actual word for it. Um, where the fuck did it go? Oh, sim- symbiotic being. So a, like a uh, vampire or some dark deity can give you a symbiote, essentially. So I'm pretty sure you could create venom if you wanted to with this it sound, um, I mean, little gift. That's, yeah, that's what he uses. Um, and then sounds, yeah. you can also get some something that I thought... I almost used this today, but I said not to. You can get a living shadow where you can, oh. roll, you can roll on a chart of D6s uh-huh. or just one D6... And your shadow has a special quirk that's different than like what you do. So, for example, some of the um, ex- some of the things you can have are like when I'm distracted, my shadow panics and tries to get other people's attention as if it's desperate <laughs> to escape me. <laughs> that's um, some Peter Pan shit. I love it. Yeah, and another one says when it's not being watched, my shadow makes threatening gestures or creeps towards people. But when it's not being watched, yeah. That's some, like, I can go invisible when no one's looking bullshit. Exactly, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of really cool stuff in here. And, and like I said, it's all um, horror-based. So all of it's got a weird kind of feel to it, a, a creepy vibe. Um, yeah. it, it, it's, it's really cool. Um, we're using two things out of it today. If Ooh. you, if We can jump into that soon. Um, so the character build, I was saying, is there anything else we want to bullshit on before we uh, get to your character this week? Oh, that was such a good segue, but I do want to talk about one other thing. <laughs> oh. 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 We should have done this the opposite just, way. Wait, I'm just going to, hang on, I'm just going to, let me, dang it, I don't have any paper I can, I'm just going to crumple up that segue. <laughs> just, 
Throw we it can, away. We should have done Jason Statham, this next topic, and then the book topic. Yeah, that would have made sense. Um, we can do this quick. But mm-hmm. I want to talk about the fact that the world's kind of getting back to normal. And as a result... True. Depending on who you're asking. Yeah. yeah. As a result, I played my first in-person D&D campaign. Oh, that's session, right. session one. A week or two right. ago? I don't know. Time blends together. It's not real. It's fine. Yeah, it's a flat That's circle. exciting. That's right. That's right. Because I remember that was coming up. You were playing it with uh, uh, one of our, our dear, dear, dearly beloved, close close friends and avid listener and now subscriber and patron and just all around favorite boy favorite boy how did so what how did it go it went well impending duff is the dm <laughs> um and it went well like um so there's four players five people total including mm-hmm. impending duff right. two of them are brand new have never played a tabletop right. game Aren't even really like, yeah, aren't even really like gamers. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're learning how to be, I think, creative in this space where you have no limitations. And they're still also trying to learn like the limitations of the game, like action economy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, So that's fun. That's a, that's a cool experience to be playing with them. Um, The other person is my brother-in-law. I don't know if he, whatever, I'm not going to say names. But um, I don't know if he cares. I don't think he does. But anyway. And then there's me. I'm probably the most experienced player at the table just because sure. of our the show and um, because of our campaign. We've been in for two years on, on Monday nights, two plus years. God, has it really um, been? Oh. Yeah, it's been a long time. Oh, we've done nothing. No. And we're only level 11. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. Um yeah, so I, I thought it was a lot. I thought it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. It was cool to watch the other two interact with each other and the worlds mm-hmm. around them, mm-hmm. um, because the two new players are dating in real life, um, so their characters that's, like right out of the gate are attracted to each other, which is fine. Of course, like, that's what makes yeah. them comfortable in the world. That's that's totally yeah. cool. Personally, I would have dragged it out for a while. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it kind of can can set you up for some interesting, like, therapy sessions <laughs> in the relationship. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But, um, so yeah, so that's kind of how they're grounding themselves in this world. They met each other. Um, Impending Duff did a really good job, I'm not just saying that because he's listening, of <laughs> guiding us to be together in one space. So, like, sure. the entire first session, we were all off doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to guide us. Um, to one location and one task. Sure. And um, I was really easy to do, I think, because one, I'm not going to rail, I'm personally not going to railroad that hard. Like I'm, I can pick up on what's going down, you know? Um, but also my character's real dumb. That. Okay. okay. <laughs> so okay. I'm just, I, my character would be easy to influence for the most part. Um, so my character started off in this town looking for a sharpening stone and a bag of seeds. <laughs> Dope. That's what that's what he was sent to do by his boss at the farm that he works at, who he calls Mister Sir. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one of my favorite moments, it makes me feel good as like a role player that this happened, is I was in my character, so I'm 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 talking like this, and impending Duff is like, okay, my character's name is Dro, and he's like, Dro, 
what are you doing in town? He's like, and I said to him, I was like, I'm looking for a sharpening stone and a bag of seeds. He's like, okay, so you walk into this shop and blah, blah, blah. So I, I walk up to the shopkeep and I say to the shopkeep, I'm like, uh, excuse me. And, and Duff plays this neurotic shopkeep who thinks I'm trying to steal his ledger. Amazing. <laughs> so he freaks out and I am like, I'm looking for, uh, um, a, a, a special like kind of rock that I can use to sharpen my, my hay whacker back at the farm. And as I say, hay whacker, one of the people who hasn't played before says out loud, he's like scythe. And then my brother-in-law leans over to him and goes, he's in character right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I just thought that was a, it's a a tiny thing, but I thought it was like, it was a cool kind of, he's like, Oh, he's like committing to this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, and see, that's 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 the thing, too. Like, there's always that question of, like, how do you get people to engage in the RP? And what is the, like, it's honestly, it's it's like a pool party. You got, someone's got to be the asshole that jumps in first. Like, yeah. it's just got to be, it's just got to be that. And, like, it's it's good. It's, as a DM, the most helpful thing is having someone that's willing to be that. <laughs> and so, like, that's, that's a huge help. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and I mean, that brings up another, I'll tell one more story from the session that I was proud of myself and then just the, the people around us, Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll move on. But, um, so one of our characters, one of the characters is a bard. So bardic inspiration, bonus action, you can give that shit out like they're a party favor, you know? Um, that we're sitting, me and the bard are sitting at a table in a tavern and this server comes up to us. And starts complaining about the way she was treated by another table. And Mm -hmm. she is ranting, like, won't let us get a word in edgewise. So finally, my character's like, well, if they upset you that bad, I mean, do you want me to go talk to them? Like, I can go make make them say sorry or something. Like, you know, all innocent and kind of dumb and naive. And the lady's (laughs) like, you would really do that? And I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll go talk to them for you. And so she's like, okay. So then um, the bar decides she wants to give me bardic inspiration. And Impending Duff is trying his best to make everyone step out of their comfort zone, especially the new people, and role play as much as they're comfortable with. So he asks the bard, like, okay, how do you inspire Dro? And she says, um, well, I tell him a story. And, and, then, and then Impending Duff, like, gestures to the table, like, tell a story. <laughs> and I see, like, a mini, like, mini panic in her eyes. So I step into my character and I'm like, so, and I say something along the lines of like, uh, so Dro goes to get up from the table and walk over to the people who upset the, the waitress. But as I'm about to get up, I sit back down and I lean over to the bard and I go, I'm not uh, very good at, at being mad. So did, did, was there ever a time in your life when you were like really mad and you had to use that to like tell people that you were mad and, and make them say sorry? And it like, <laughs> it, it, it inspired her. Yeah, her brain to think about something that actually happened earlier in the campaign and she got knocked into by some guards and it made her drop wow. her violin and her violin fell on the ground so she tells me the story and I go over to the table and I was like you know what it's not really nice when you make people feel like violins on the ground <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. so yeah well, and, and I think so. That's that's great that you one you helped her like kind of feed into that. And I think that's the thing that's always tough too for the first episode or first like uh, session of uh, anyone's first campaign is because you, like you don't realize in the moment you can make anything up, right? So yeah. it makes sense that she jumped to something that happened earlier in in that 
session. But like, I think that's that's a big uh, jumping off point for people as well. Is just realizing that's like, oh, this can be anything. Like, I can make up a complete story and figure out, like, because that's when you start really building out your characters. When you start making those decisions about, like, oh, well, here, this one time, you know, when I was like a kid growing up, and like, I, I got a, I, I find, like, and you can just go into this whole thing about whatever you want to say as your child, and no one's going to tell you you're wrong or no. It's like, and that's where it's like, I think having more of those opportunities. It's great that Duff is pushing for stuff like that and then i think it's also great that you're kind of helping to at least give like oh here's where you should be thinking here's where your mm-hmm. head should be going and then like it just just takes practice just takes a lot of doing so that's exciting yeah. it's fun it's fun i'm sure it was fun to be rolling dice in person with people it was fun to be rolling dice it was fun to make people laugh i'm, en- I'm enjoying mm-hmm. playing the dumb character comedic relief kind of instead of the serious mm-hmm. character um yeah. so I'm, I'm real excited i'm excited it's underrated about it. it's underrated people don't get like Playing dumb is fun. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm excited to find the serious moments in my dumbness. Sure. Like, I, I hope, not to influence the DM who's listening, but I hope I have a moment <laughs> where, like, I want an oh shit moment with my character even though I'm dumb, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want yeah. reality to be dropped on myself and the people around me. Like, well, oh man, this, this person's like, because my backstory's not the happiest, yeah. so it's like... You know, but but see, like you don't have to wait for the DM to give you moments like that. You can find no, I know. Still, like because because what you can even do is like I'm trying to think like with Andrin, who is my dumb character. Um, e- even just kind of finding the reality in, or like the realness in some of the simpler moments, and just kind of pointing out the obvious. I think that's a great thing that uneducated characters and dumb like just looking at stuff in the simplest form. Just like yeah. at its base level, and just getting to that, I think is a way you can find some real uh, levity in, in For situations. Sure. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm just That's excited exciting. to explore it, explore it all. <clears throat> cool. All right. Well, here, let me. Are, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Are you, are you getting your segue paper back? Yeah. I'm, I'm... <laughs> okay. Uh, I think the worst part about this is that uh, this is just a random sticky note that I crumpled up and it has nothing written on it. So, to the character build. <laughs> We would like to take this moment to thank our patron Impending Duff. Thank you for all of your support and hanging out on the Twitch channel that we have, twitch.tv slash rngpc. If you also want to support us and have your name shouted out here, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash rngpc, and we will thank you in this segment. Um, if you have a Twitch channel, we can shout that out as well, like this. Go to Impending Duff, or I'm, damn it. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash impending duff. All right, so yeah, um, so we're creating a character this week off of the, the Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft, which I'm excited Ch- about. Chia. I mean, we talked so much about it. So Chia. Um, I'm excited to uh, see what you're deciding to bring. So I brought and, a couple uh, of things. Okay. The basic background class race. <laughs> wow. But shocker! But wait, well, well, but wait, there's more. What? Tell me what, more. Tell me more. Like, did he have a car? What makes this more fun is that we're not going to be rolling the personality trait ideal bond flaw from the background. I just bought a background to have kind of a, I don't know, a, a, a platform to start off of, I guess. Okay, a jumping off point. If you yes, yeah, a jumping off point. We're going to roll. The horror character personality traits, ideals, bonds, and flaws from the book. Because they have 12 of each of those characteristics 
specifically related to horror. So this character really? is, has this character. I brought the background of artist, and we're okay. going to incorporate the horror characteristics into that. Into the art. Into the artist. Yep. Okay. Okay. I thought I thought artist would so, be a really fun on. thing to play with. Hang on. So so there's specific like personality traits, ideals, bonds, and flaws that come from the Ravenloft book. Yep. That are like just general things. They're not attached to a background themselves. <laughs> Correct. They're just general things about how your horror, because because if you're building a character based off this book, the book wants you to be in a scary atmosphere. So sure. it gives you specifically horror personality traits, ideals, bonds, and flaws to give your character and how they will react in this horror atmosphere. And it's 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 broad. It's not it's not attached to anything. It's just things That's you dope. can put into your character. I want I want more of that. Because I, I remember that there's there's times that where it's like oh, I'm just trying to find general like personality traits or ideals that like can apply to any any scenario. So that's cool. I'm excited. That'll yeah. So so I brought the artist background, which again we don't have to talk spend too much time um, talking about it because well, we're not really going to roll those things. But an artist sure. is described as um, artists are sought after and respected individuals all over the world, no matter their race, age, or gender gender. All artists are loved for their talent to place life and emotion into things such as clay, stone, and paint. Oh, that was it. I thought there would be more based on the structure of that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Fucking terrible, wiki <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> As an artist, you have perfected your art to the point that people pay to see you and pay you for your grand works of art. So, yeah. So, that's an artist. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, it has a specialization. Did you have an idea for what you wanted that to maybe be, or did you want it not? I mean, because one, we don't have to use these. There's only six here, right? But now yeah. there's six forms of art. So we can figure that out as we're going, or it could be something where it's like, ooh, I like this one, or oh, we can roll on it, and that'll be a, a part of what helps figure out this character. Um, I'd like to figure it out as we go. Okay. Personally. Cool. I did but, see that, so, and I thought about it, and I do yeah. see... The only one I truly don't like is Architect. I feel like that would be... Really? Boring. Yeah. I don't know if it, I mean, I, I would say it's the one that, so for everyone at home, we have painter, playwright, sculptor, composer, architect, and novelist. And I would say, I think architect is the one that stands, is the most unlike the others. Like, you know, mm-hmm. which of these, yeah. But I don't think it'd necessarily be boring. It's just a different type of, of art. Like the things you work on take a lot longer and it's actually building and it's just, it, it would be different. It would be very different. Yeah. So, I mean, I get fair. that there's like Gothic architecture, but. That's there not is. me, dog. It's not me. I mean, there's I also my... like different types of architecture too. You know. Yeah, but I don't want to put my brain thoughts into that. It's not how I work. Perfectly fine. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> so yeah, but, but, but to me though, what that says is that we also should keep an eye out for something, whether it's through the traits that pop up or that's a fun question to at least answer. It's like, okay, what's his preferred medium? Yeah, because for that sure. Will, that'll inform, inform stuff. All right, I cool. Agree. So that's the background. So the next thing that I brought is um, the class of bard. Since I brought artists, it just made sense. I think that I brought a bard, and because out of and because out of the two subclasses that were introduced in this book, bard was one of them. So, oh, all right. I brought I brought bard with the subclass of the College of Spirits, which was previously an unearthed arcana, but now it is canon. Ooh, they loaded it up and just fired it out they of. Did. Or I guess into canon, like a t-shirt so cannon. 
but it was reverse. Like so it was like the shirt started in the crowd and it was out in the crowd and they're like, Here, put it in cannon and they throw it and the cannon catches it and now it's gotcha. now it is cannon. Not as not as exciting. I mean it's a, almost a, more a, exciting. In a sports imagine, atmosphere, that'd be less exciting. Imagine being able to throw the T shirt and get it right in the cannon. That's not I mean, that's not nothing. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I want the T shirt. Ooh. Oh well then be the one holding the cannon. I don't I don't get what the issue is. Oh, so now is. I'm giving merch back to the people who gave me merch? This is no, a dumb you're idea. Th- you're the one holding the cannon. If you want the t shirt in the end and it ends up cannon, be the one holding it. Don't be in the crowd. This has gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have strained too far from the path. I am now getting poison ivy and I don't yeah. like any of this. And this yes, is another exactly. tangent that we're on from that other tangent. <laughs> Okay, so it's now canon within the Ravenloft book, and so it's the College of Spirits. What yep. what does this mean? Does it mean you're going to college with other spirits, and you're all learning together, or what? Um, so let me tell you. Please hold. I'm holding. I mean, I can just read what it says here on this page. So it says, Stories Yeah, but I don't, know, I don't know if that's exactly accurate, though. I know it's somewhat sure. accurate. Sure, but you know, this is an audio format, so I'm going to at least try and fill this while you flip pages. Unless we want to do an ASMR bit. It's also a do... pre-recorded audio format, so Dead Air can just get edited out. Oh, yeah, but that gives more work to our editor, and I like him, unlike you, so I don't want to make him, you know, <laughs> overworked. And plus, I just like the sound of my own voice. I'm clearly just going to keep talking. <laughs> Why do you think I, I started a podcast? Jeez. I forgot where it is. Okay, well, I'm going to read what's written down here. No, I found, it, well. I found it, I found it, I found it, I found ah, it, I found it. dang it. I found it, you took too long. <laughs> I took too long. I think I did a perfectly good job filling that air. Um, so, bards of the College of Spirits seek tales with inherent power, be they legends, histories, or fictions, and bring their subjects to life. Using occult trappings, these bards conjure spiritual embodiments of powerful forces to change the world once more. Such spirits are capricious, I think, Though Capricious? and what a sure, though and what a bard summons isn't always entirely under their control. Ooh. So, yeah, dirty bop. You get a bunch of cool so, shit at third level, sixth level, twelfth level. So, I think. so then the unearth arcana link that's here might not be exactly. So it looks like you get yeah you do get guiding whispers and spiritual focus, and you do get tales yeah. from the beyond. Okay. Um. Which tales from the beyond is you can reach a, reach out to spirits who tell their tales through you. So you're essentially like a medium at that point. Yeah. Um, and spooky. they're pretty much the same, but they've made them sound fancier. <laughs> so on the Unearthed Arcana, it says beast. In the book, it says tale of the clever animal. <laughs> <laughs> things of that, things like that. So, yeah, wait, do, so. You, do you roll to have these happen or do you decide? Uh, if the tale requires a saving throw... DC. Oh, okay, no, no. These are just twelve options you have. So wait. So what does it say? At third level, you reach out to the spirits. Yep. Tell stories through you. Yep. You use your action to choose one creature you can see within thirty feet. This can be you uh, to be the target of the tale's effect. Once you do so, you can't bestow the tale's effect again until you roll it again. So I guess I'm just confused. Oh, it's inspir. Uh, okay, so it's an inspiration die to determine the tale told. Ah, uh, so. While you're holding your spiritual focus, you can, as a bonus action, expend uh, one use of your bardic inspiration to roll on the spirits table. Uh, using your bardic inspiration die to determine the tale told. You retain the tale in your mind until you bestow the tale's effects, or you finish a long or short rest. 
this is an interesting dynamic. So you so you don't get to pick it. And so I'm assuming when you start out, your inspiration die is a D6, so you only get access to the first six. And then when it levels up to a D8 and then D12, you get access to the later ones. Hmm. Um, and so once you roll, I mean, some of these, you have the one, the beast one you talked about is you recite a tale of a clever animal. For one minute, the target has advantage on wisdom, checks, and advantage uh, on attack rolls against a creature if another enemy is within five feet of it. Uh, and the enemy is in isn't incompatible. Okay, so these are like very situational. We don't have to get way deep into the weeds of this. Um, it's interesting, and I think it could be fun. But like, I think it depends which one you roll and what like scenario it actually is helpful. And that one helps with wisdom saves and uh, attack rolls. Uh, and um, some of these other ones, for a minute, you can target. You can see within sixty feet is damaged by a creature. The target can use his reaction to deal force damage equal to your bardic inspiration die. So some of them. All of them seem to have some sort of attack-based uh, feature as well. And again, like I think you hold on to it, it says. Yeah. And then you can give it out as uh, an action. So you use a bonus action to do it and expend. So, so in battle, at least if you're in battle, you use a bonus action, you roll this, you figure out which one you get, and then as your action, you can give it out. Almost yeah, as like I a, think so. A, as, as a thing. Yeah. So if you want to play them as a support, you can. But I think, how long can you hold it for? I don't know. That's nitty-gritty shit. Yeah, that That's is. combat shit. We're not a combat podcast. Yeah. It is interesting. <laughs> so, But but, but uh, what I'll say then as far as like um, um, character role-playing and like aspects of it, you're constantly able to access these tales from some sort of... Uh, greater beyond place and i think it'd be interesting yeah. to maybe like we can go into it and figure out like ooh, okay what are some fun reasons maybe they have access to this um and uh and just i think it's see. because this whole world is spooky it's a spooky <laughs> spooky world spooky. Full of spook, spooky spooky people um okay cool so they can talk to ghosts and that's where their their magic comes from sweet and then i brought the ever exciting race of human ba, ba, ba. because in my brain Humans were, are the biggest pussies of them all. <laughs> so they're scurred. I think you could almost make an argument for furbogs. Maybe. I would, you could actually, I think you can make a strong argument that humans are not pussies because they're very normal people going on grand adventures whoa, to fight dragons and shit. Air but, quotes for normal. They're normal yeah. to other humans. They're yeah. very exotic if you are, are, uh, are if you're an Arakokra and you're a bird Ooh. person and you're only used to bird people and you show up all of a sudden you got a featherless True. just skin sack without any wings that would be yep horrifying that would be scary <laughs> but that's what I brought that's what I brought today cool um, for a human did you want to look at any feats or you just want to go with the basic build of it yeah I don't care okay cool just generic plus one to everything then. Yeah, that works for me. Unless they, we could, I could maybe. I don't think they have new feats in the book, or else maybe I'd grab something from that. But I just think plus one to everything's fine. Dope. We won't. We won't right, focus sweet. on that. So it seems like the main thing we want to try and get to is these these new traits yes. and yes. ideals. So how do how do we want to start rolling, good sir? I'm so excited. So I'd prefer if you first. Could hide it. So. Wow. <laughs> first, I think I want you. To roll a D one hundred. Okay. All right. Just do uh, it. What is this for? Just do it. Okay. This is, we don't it's for my. This. It's for my horror trinket. Ooh, you little horror. Ooh, I rolled a sixty. A sixty. 
Yes, sir. My horror trinket is a pitcher-sized opalescent snail shell that occasionally, inexplicably, shudders or tips over. <clears throat> so it just kind of sits? Like, you can set it down and it'll just occasionally, like, fall. And so, what, wait, what was the descriptive word? Op- opalescent? Yes. What? Does that mean... How do you spell that? I want to look up the definition of it. I will do it. You'll be able to see that in one second. Opalescent. <laughs> there it is. Opalescent go. I don't know what that is. Is that how it's spelled? I spell it O-P-A-L-E-S-C-E-N-C-E. Is that right? Look at the document. Kind of. It's, kind of, it's kind of close. Opalescence is what I spelled instead of opalescent. All right. So... So it's not as cool Ooh, as some of the other ones. It just means opal, showing variety of color. So it's a very colorful snail shell that you have that will occasionally... Like, so what was the thing it does? Oh, you typed it. Let me just read it. Um, that occasionally, inexplicably shudders or tips over. Or tips so over. So it just shakes. It'll occasionally shake. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, again, we can tie this to where did it come from? What does it mean when that happens? Um, Where's Cotton Eye Joe? Yep. Where did it come from? And then... <laughs> The, you know, of course, the ever, ever more important question: Where did it go? Um, yeah. So this could be interesting. You could wear it on a necklace, right? You could have it as a thing that's just kind of there and it'll occasionally like shake and like flip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and did you see? Like, did you look up what uh, what opalescent is? Like that color? It's like like an opal, like an it's, opaque. That's no, what I imagined. No, it is not. It is like this opal, kind of crystalline rainbow. Okay. Uh, uh, color. So this is, is like very... this is like um, Adam Sandler's gem. Oh, and uncut, uncut gems. gems. Yeah, yeah, yep. Very much. Sure. Sweet. So pretty. Ooh, you got pretty mouth. Dude, I can. We can right now buy an opalescent uh, glass paperweight for only the cheap cheap price is sixty four dollars. That's not bad. It's a rock. You're buying a rock. <laughs> but buying it's an, a rock. But it's an opalescent rock. That's fair. You can tell people. <laughs> look at my opalescent rock. As you throw it at their face. Yeah. <laughs> I choose you, rock. <laughs> Chuck it at someone. Okay. Um, so not it's a good all choice, that horrifying. Though. Not all that horrifying, but nah. interesting. Definitely interesting. All right, all right. What are you rolling then? What, what, what are I'm going to roll, roll, roll the horror a... personality trait. All right. All right. Which is a D12. Ooh, we don't roll those often. That's correct. And I rolled a nine, which a says... Nine. You'll have to read all of these because I don't have them. So That's fine. Excuse me. Um, nine is I have a personal ritual, mantra, or relaxation method, method I use to deal with stress. So it, just, it could be meditation. Just like, I got to meditate. I'm, or I need to go for a run. Or I need to, I like, need to masturbate. Yeah. Could be a masturbation. Uh, uh, oh, what was the words? I, had, I thought I was going to rhyme it with something, and then I just ended with masturbation. It's, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of nights end for me. <laughs> or you know what? Oh, you know what it could be to bring spooky things into the spooky thing. Do it. Spookify. It could be. Just to give you everyone a real world example, it could be like Luke from the house, the uh, haunting of Hill House, when he counts yes, all of his family yes. members. Yes, the count to seven. It's exactly. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. And like when he's walking, like because even as an adult, right? He still uses it. Like yeah, that's great. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what, what this kind of is. 
So that makes that just to bring it into like something that was used in popular culture. Um, you can harness that kind of inspiration regarding this. Um, the one thing I'll say too, for just to go back to the horror trinket real quick, somebody reading it, it's a pic, a picture sized. Yeah, it's so what huge. does that mean? Like a lemonade like, pitcher, like. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know if it meant like a picture, like oh, I took a picture of somebody, and I was like, well, what size picture? No, if it's a picture, that is rather big. <laughs> yeah, picture spelled not even close to that. I that's why again when I when I heard you say it, you just read it first, then I reread it. I was like, wait, no, that's not okay. the size I was originally thinking. That makes sense, and I'm a little stuffy, so I might be mumbling a little bit. <clears throat> we're from the Midwest. If we don't mumble, we're not really from there. Um, that's true. Okay, cool. Let's keep rolling before we get to into any more little right. things yet. Okay, roll a d twelve. Uh, another one. Okay. All right. Here we go. Big big money. You putting any energy out there that you want? No. Okay. <laughs> roll the ten. Ten. Revelation. I need to know what lies beyond the mysteries of death, the world, or the mists. Ooh. I like that. Does that come with an alignment? It does not. Interesting. So this one won't have a given alignment. None of them do. I think, to be honest, I think only the wiki does that. Uh, no. Normal backgrounds kind of do as well. I believe. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think normal backgrounds do as well. Sorry, I have to type really slow. And I'm also sorry, Lloyd, that I've not purchased a not mechanical keyboard yet. Type it slow, <laughs> then highlight it down low. Spin it all around. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna invest oh, in a non-mechanical key- keyboard for why? this podcast specifically because it's, it's annoying. It's an annoying sound. Oh. Stop! Don't. Like it. Lloyd's gonna choke you out. I, to. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It relaxes me. All right. <laughs> well, our editor hates it, so. I, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know this was the hill he would uh, kill me on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to roll the horror character's bond, another D12. Ooh, I'm putting James energy out there. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I, rolled a th- I rolled a three, okay. which says, um, I owe much to my vanished mentor. I seek I what? seek to continue their work even as I search to find them. That's amazing. <laughs> That's dope. Vanished. Yeah. What if, dude? They're inside the snail shell. They've been with you the whole time. <laughs> That's kind of dope. <laughs> what if he's a snail? What if, like, he was really a snail person and it just made him look like a person? And then he's like, "I'm gonna go back in my shell." <laughs> Jesus and that's Christ. why it shudders or shakes because trying to help direct them. <laughs> All right, I mean I'm not opposed to it. We'll get there. Yeah, but... yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to get. Okay. All right. It's your um, turn to roll a flaw. D12. Another D12. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I rolled an eight. Eight says I need to find the best in everyone and everything, even when that means denying obvious malice. Ooh. Okay. So naive, very trusting. Maybe That's even like dumb. Lo- loyal to a fault. It's not dumb. It's, it's a flaw. Yeah. It's dumb. <laughs> Let's wow. see. Just because flaws are my favorite, I'm going to scan these and just throw out some of my other favorites for people who might be interested in this book. Um, let me see here. This one could be fun to play with. I'm convinced something is after me, appearing in mirrors, dreams, and places where no one could. Every time you walk by a mirror, you like freak out. 
I mean, that's kind of what happens in the second season of Hill House, right? With the the. the I don't know. I slept through most of it. She she keeps seeing the glasses of the guy she breaks up with who steps out of the car and spoiler alert dies. Oh yeah. And so they keep showing up in mirrors, and that's why she covers all the mirrors. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I need to finish writing this. I need to find where is it number eight? Even when. I guess that's not that's not that bad. It's it's not. It's fine. It just means again they're super trusting, which will. I mean, this could tie into the mentor Stockholm thing, right? syndrome. I mean, sure. Was but my mentor men- abusive? I mean, maybe not abusive, but maybe not a good person. But you think they were, despite oh. all of the signs that they clearly weren't. That's sad. <laughs> right, but that could be the kind of fun character development. Like as they're trying to find this person, if other people know them, they're like, "Wait, why are you? Tr- what? This person was awful. This person was like." super you know negative or not negative but like evil and then i was like yeah but i like it was james kevorkian (laughs) (laughs) um is it james is his first name i thought it was jack i don't know it is jack you're right now you said it whatever jake jack jim jake they're all the fucking same i'm right here Uh, okay, so that's it then for the the traits, right? So now are we on to the sh- sh- stats. Yeah, we're on to the stats. Um, I will, okay. uh, let's just bang them out. I'll roll strength. I said I'll bang, bang, I'll bang, 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 bang. So I rolled a, I rolled a four, uh, five, four, two, one. Five, four, two, one. So nine, eleven. Not bad. All right, I'm rolling the the, the decks. Ooh, he dexty. I rolled a five, five, four, three. So that's a fourteen. Nice. Constitution. Let's see how much damage this character can take in a horror landscape. Um, I rolled a 5, 4, 2, 3. 11 again. Oh, wait, no. 2, 3? 12 then. Cool. Int. Let's get that int. Ooh, we got a dumb boy. Uh, 4, 3, 2, 1. So a 9. Yikes. That makes sense, though. It's not bad. Just a negative one. Why should be wisdom should be dumb too? I mean, charisma is one that needs to be good for a bard. So, I rolled a six, a four, a four, and a two. So that's fourteen. Correct. So he wise. All right. So All right. That doesn't play the naivety real well, but let's play this. Let's see this charisma. I don't think I've ever done this before. Um. I'm I rolled scared. three ones. Oh. So I got a five and three ones. So we got a seven charisma. I think that's our lowest roll in <laughs> RNGPC history. Woof. I don't. Well, everyone, I mean, if anyone yeah. wants to play this character in real life, uh, roll your own stats. Because this is going to be the shittiest bard to ever bard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so nothing this, they do will work. It's not that it won't work; just it won't be great. They won't be great at it. They'll be super hesitant to try and in do a it. camp in a campaign setting. This is garbage, but in our okay. purposes, we'll make it work. Sh- sure. Well, yeah, and, that, and that's the whole thing is again, like as a reminder with the stats. Always, we just try and use them to help develop why the character might be the way they are, or what they've been through. Stats, yes. I mean, even for Dro in your campaign that we were talking about earlier, you didn't take the stats we used, right? No, my DM wanted a point by, so I had to try to mimic... I did still try to mimic them as best I could, though. Sure, 
Sure. And like, and even in this scenario, like I like as a DM doing this kind of rolling system, but I don't do it as strict where it's like, you're rolling strength now. What is it? Like I let you roll like the, what is it? Six. You roll six. I actually let you roll seven stats and then you can place them wherever you want. Including like, and, and if you don't, this is ones you don't want to use. You don't have to use them. And like, so with this one, I think you would want to move it and move one of the fourteens to charisma. Like, probably oh, yeah. even just switching wisdom and charisma would be huge yep. uh, for this character. And like, so you can kind of move them around. Because I think it kind of leads to a level of randomness still, but for your character be fun, to be fun to play and make sense within the world, that's another way to do it. So yeah. for our purposes, though, what we'll take from this is they're not very charismatic as a person in the role playing and why is that what happened to yeah. them or what do they go through that has made them be a seven charisma which is a negative two oh or is my it a negative God. or is it a negative three i think it's a negative Here, two wait let's go i want to we haven't used this in a bit i want to open up the 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 thing Stats that tells in you, real life or whatever it's called yeah the like use or where is it Simple language. Simple language of, of uh, D&D stats. So if we just go to Charisma, for a 7 is a negative 2. It says terribly reticent, uninteresting, or just rude. Just, just plain rude. <laughs> so yeah, and it is only a negative 2. So That's not terrible. And then do you want to do a quick recap? Uh, sh- sure. Um, cool, do that. I'm going to do the recap. And I'll probably read, now that I have the sheet open, what I'm doing it, I'll probably read through uh, each one of these, what is it called? The simple stats in simple language. But, all right, let's start at the beginning. Um, So, this week it was Nathan's turn to bring a character. Um, He had the new book, which is the Ravenloft book that just came out and is very horror-based. so with that, though, he wanted to make sure that he was bringing some stuff from it, but also wanted to bring uh, a background initially. So he brought the background of artist um, because he wanted to go with one of the subclasses that was in the book. So he went with the class of Bard, which has a subclass in the new Ravenloft book, which is the College of Spirits. It's kind of spooky, and you can call on spirits to get different types of stories. Essentially, your magic comes from the other place wherever these spirits are coming from and can give you different uh, little perks that you can give to people so he thought artists made the most sense with that class um and then he brought the race of human because just wanted to kind of generic I, th- I think the the term was they're the least uh exciting and most like um not boring what was the word you used for humans they're the most uh, uh no, they're pussies Yes, that's that's what it was. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why you brought human. Um, and then what was fun with this is that we were rolling on a lot of different things. I think this is the most different things that you've kind of bought for us to roll on, which is one. You brought the horror trinket. I don't think you've ever brought something like that for us to also like roll on. Like an item? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyways, we rolled a D100, um, and we got a pitcher-sized opalescent snail shell that occasionally inexplicably shudders or tips over um and picture as in picture as in like pitcher of beer like that size so like a yeah. decent sized uh shell uh then we rolled the personality trait which again these were brought from the uh, actual ravenloft uh book they had some just general horror uh uh 
traits that you could roll on. So for personality trait, we have, I have a personal ritual, mantra, or relaxation method I use to deal with stress. And then for ideal, it's revelation. I need to know what lies beyond the mysteries of death, the world, or the mists. Bond, I owe much of my vanished I owe much to my vanished mentor. I seek to continue their work even as I search to find them. Flaw, I need to find the best in everyone and everything, even when that means denying obvious malice. And then for the stats, we roll the strength of eleven, dex of fourteen, con of twelve, intelligence of nine, wisdom of fourteen, and charisma of seven. Which I Our now which I uh, forgot that we, for if you're just doing the basic human build, pretty sure you get a plus one to all of those. Oh, well, still the sevens are lowest. Yeah, um, we'll bump it up to an eight. It's our lowest roll, though. Like it's, just the raw. No, raw I think. Roll. I think for well, grant using this method, yes, because we've done sometimes where when we were crazy and wild in our younger podcasting days, where we would <sighs> remove the highest numbers rolled because we were sadists. Um, yeah. If if that was the case, with that roll, it would have been a three. Yikes. It would have been a three. Um, but yeah, you get a plus one to uh, each ability score. So that, that even takes your intelligence up to average. So he is just uh, an uncharismic boy. But yeah, so that's, where, that's where we're at right now. I'm excited to start seeing how these tie together because I think we got a so, lot of starting points. Yeah, I like a lot of them. And I know this is a stupid complaint because this is what it's meant to do, but I feel like the only thing that doesn't make sense is the flaw right out of the gate. But flaws typically don't Why? make sense. Why? Because I don't like it. God damn it. So that's different. <laughs> but so I, 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 that's fine to not like it. But I, I don't. I don't think it doesn't fit narratively. I mean, I think it can fit with the bond very easily, and, and almost kind of with. Uh, uh, the ritual right like the fact that they see try and see the best in people like they try and see the best in people because they don't want to deal with other people's like their their own flaws right so instead of doing that they try and see what's happening all the time and anytime they get overwhelmed by the reality that's in front of them they zone out and go do their ritual and so like that's what they're trying to see the positive and everything so mm-hmm. like so that- maybe well you know it'd be real creepy because i think little kids are creepy what if my mantra is like a favorite nursery rhyme. What if like when Ooh, shit yeah. starts hitting the fan, all of a sudden I'm like, ba black sheep, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I was going to go to <laughs> one, two, buckle my shoe, three, Ooh. four, shut the door. Five, well, that's a good one because they already kind of, didn't, isn't that what they, didn't they remix that for Freddy for Nightmare on Elm Street? Because it's like, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Oh, yeah. You. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three, yeah. four, better lock the door. Yeah, so that's creepy so. already because of that. Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean we but, can't use the original ver- but but we can make a D&D one. So it could be one, two, I really have to poo, three, four. Oh, nope, it's coming from the front door. <laughs> so you're, so you're, my character doesn't know, doesn't know if he needs to poo or pee. Yep. This pressure in my abdomen. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. To be fair, horrifying. Horrifying. <laughs> Maybe that's what. Yeah, the I can't. Shell I can't is. tell you. I can't tell you how many times I've stood up to pee and had to shit my pants. Like I was just so confused over this feeling that I was having. This that, that doesn't happen to you. I mean, just that's just me. Oh, that's why his Christmas solo. He talks to everybody about it, <laughs> trying to understand his own bowels. 
<laughs> Jesus. I don't know which direction. So when I have to go, I just lay down. <laughs> I just I just lay on my side, take my pants off, and throw my hands up and let Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> just pray to Bahamut that yep. it gets in the hole. Yep. Paylor, help me pee. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Like a sprinkler of shit and piss. <laughs> That's so disgusting. To be fair, really... horrifying. Imagine you have a bard that in the middle of a fight just does that. Just like, hang on, guys. I'm going uh. <laughs> <laughs> Running into battle, no pants on, not unaware what side's about to have to have some sort of release. I just like how you were like, we can make this D&D, and you instantly go to, like, pooping, which everybody poops. Have you not read the book, Everybody Poops? I don't know why I went to pooping, all right? <laughs> I had to rhyme with two, so I went with poo, because I'm a child. But regardless, any nursery rhyme in the context of, like, your party members are all bloodied, and there's a beholder in front of you would be really creepy mm. to hear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I think that, one, we don't have to call out what it is here we can leave it up to whatever like just know that he has a childhood nursery rhyme that he goes back to um yeah I and, like that. and that that helps them kind of uh, uh relax release the the tension uh in the situation so with that though i think we can tie or try and figure out okay does that tie to the mentor is this something that comes from his family like is the mentor somebody different than his family um because i think that that could kind of because the mentor could just be somebody that helped raise him, or it could be somebody if, specifically to the College of Spirits in some way. What if the mentor sang You Are My Sunshine, and that's their song? Because that'd be creepy, too. It would be. It's like, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. Oh, you make me so fucking angry when times are great. <laughs> okay, all right. So and that's what's like, again, I think that's something fun to leave open. To, to the, the, the person that takes his character. Um, because it can be whatever. We just know it's a nurse. Dude, I really like not... Dude, dude, I think I might... If I were to play this character, I think I might do You Are My Sunshine. Because only because of the finishing line, please don't take my sunshine away. Like, if you're playing a broken character, mm. that, could, that, could, that could be a heavy line, yeah. you know? Like... Yeah. Bad things are happening around them. They're stressed, and they got to sing. Please don't take my sunshine away. It's like there's that makes me feel something it does. in my feeling in my sing in my singular in, feeling in the feeling area of all this that I don't like at all. I feel things. Yeah, that makes me feel something. So there's something there. You know what could also be <laughs> okay. So one, so we figured out the mantra, right? Or we figured out this ritual and thing. So, um, I was gonna say, what? Where do we think? For the ideal, the next thing. I need to know what lies beyond the mysteries of death, the worlds, and the mist. That, to me... What? Okay, go ahead. I would say really should tie with the bond of only oh, yeah. much to the vanished mentor. So I'm just curious. Like, and, and that, to me, also kind of pairs nicely with this idea of the College of Spirits. So I don't know what they were studying or what they were doing, but I think all of that... So their bard mentor, um, which, again, for this bard, I know their magic kind of comes from the, the afterlife and the ghosts and stuff, but they still have some sort of... What's it called? Uh, um, like performance, what they, what they do. Yes, a fo- but a, a focus as well that they cast through. So like a, that can still be an instrument if you want it to be, because they can sing a fucking song while they cast spells and shit or whatever. Um, 
And so, I mean, it could be a musical instrument. It could be, I know in our campaign, our, one of the bards has the skull that they use as this, this focus. Yeah. So like, it can be a range of different things. But to that point, what, what do you think they were studying? What do you think the, led them to wanting to figure out these mysteries of life and death and essentially to unlocking the College of Spirits? I mean, um, I would say that a lot of human history has been spent debating and trying to learn about just life and death. It's just something that no sure. one knows anything about because, you know, you can't come back and talk about it. Yeah. So it could just be that they were just trying to explore that. Like, there's a lot of gods here mm-hmm. that deal with death and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think maybe the College of Spirits might just be like a, an afterlife kind of religion kind of thing. So, but so that's what I was going to say. Why didn't they just go be a cleric of the Raven Queen then? Oh, because clerics like are dumb and not as fun. Maybe okay. the, the, the bards are more. The bards thing? are more free. They're like we're, we're interested in the same things you are, but we don't want to do it within the confines of your rules of your church and all that malarkey. We okay. want to play music and have sex with each other and you know drink Kool Aid together instead of be so at a cult. church. Yeah. Yep. Um, but what I was going to also, I mean, so to that point, so they can, that's, I was just trying to differentiate between those. And so it's like, do they think essentially that these, cause, because in the D and D world, again, depending on what the DM has set up, you can like talk to gods. Like there, it's a lot different than our actual world, right? It, it's, yeah. It, there is actual people that have interacted with and it's more accepted that there is like actual different deities of some sort that have control and power that give magic to these other people. So yeah. like through them, if they're anti-religion, right? Is that what we're essentially trying to say is that they're like, for some, like, do they maybe even... I think they're anti-establishment. Okay. Which, in my opinion, is different than anti-religion. I think they sure. they recognize that there's religion, there's gods, and there's deities. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to do it. It's like it's like people who, you know, think that the only way you can talk to God in real life is by going to church. And there's other people sure. who practice like you know Catholicism or or um, some of the other more laid back ones. They're like, no, you don't have to go to church. You yeah. know. Yeah. So I think it's one of those kinds of things. Great. Cool. So. Is it a group of bards then that that are traveling and doing this, or is this just one person that he kind of found and that they're close to, and they're trying to unlock more? I mean, essentially, what I would say is, as far as uh, need to know more, what lies beyond the mysteries of death? That that could even just be like, I think it's I, I think the gods, if anything, are blocking us from that. They they in some way like sure, I want access to them and be able to talk to them, but like through religion they're not answering those questions they're just comforting us with the fact that it happens sure right? like and i mean so that's where it's just like i'm curious if it's like a whole actual cult like we joked about like this cult. like hey, so we're a group of people that are going out and like trying to unlock the mysteries of death or if it's just, just like i i want to know more about this and i found one person that's also doing this type of research and now we just kind of hung out and then he vanished and disappeared and i'm here like the fuck I think in order for it to be impactful, I think it should be small scale, okay. not large cult scale. But I don't, I don't think it's just like one v one. Okay. I think maybe it was like a small group. Maybe this. Maybe the mentor um, was. Maybe the mentor goes to like um, what the hell are they called orphanages and adopts people who both their parents are dead. And it's like you know That's I realized most that people at an orphanage you yeah. might be mad at you might be mad at death and you might be mad at. Uh, you know the deities that don't explain it to you, but we're going to figure out 
what what happens afterwards together, and we're going to heal from this. Okay, I like this. And the one thing I was going to even kind of say to add on to this, because again, we have this idea of the flaw of the like believing in somebody and denying the malice that's there. Yeah. So, because my next question is, why do you think the mentor does this? What is their ultimate gain? I kind of like maybe making it be some sort of evil thing. And again, our, our character might not know, so we don't have to have this. But part of me is like, if he's having all these questions about death and what comes afterwards, is this guy wanting to become some sort of undead lich of maybe. some sort? And he's trying to use these these children and help them grow, like, and have them go out and find, like, so maybe he's trying to become a lich through being a bard and not necessarily like he's found a way to interact and get magic from spirits. Cause most liches are usually wizards that study magic, right? They spend a lot of time learning all this and they go to school and it's the more like writing it down, like intelligence based. Yeah. Maybe he, he's found a workaround. <laughs> he's like, wait, 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 I can get access to this undead magic and all this stuff through spirits. Just talking to me. I've unlocked something with that. I think maybe I can figure out a way to ascend to like maybe maybe even like godhood or something to the point where he he just the classic like not wanting to die or maybe even yeah. go to the plane of death which is like it could be the um depends on the pantheon but like he wants to go visit plane. Dumbledore yeah at platform exactly. nine and three quarters yeah at the train station where it's all white and yeah. Voldemort's hiding under the bench I mean he could yeah. even be a Voldemort type right because that's what Voldemort was trying to do Voldemort was trying to essentially be able to cheat death and have his soul split up into a bunch of different places so he could constantly be coming back, which could be why he vanished. <laughs> is this is this snail shell a horcrux? <laughs> Do we want to make Harry Potter? We could make No, not really. <laughs> Harry Potter's not spooky enough. Dude, oh, he the, had the, fucking the... Voldemort talking in his head and could understand snakes. But it still was not spooky. The spookiest of them all was probably Prisoner of Azkaban. I don't, as far as books go or movies? Movies. The whole tone changed. Then they get a new director yeah. in that one. That's why, right? They, okay. If you yeah. if we want to go into this whole, if you want to give I, me the soapbox back, I, I Prisoner of Azkaban is my least favorite Harry Potter movie. Okay. That's fair. Don't care why. <laughs> I don't know if you're making a face. I don't know if I've offended you or not. I'm, I'm. It's it's my least favorite movie because it's my favorite book, and I feel like they left out a oh. lot of good stuff in okay, that's in the movie. Um, okay, but as far as the spookiest book, I really think the later ones are a lot spookier. <laughs> Once he starts You're getting sp- into the soul stuff, like the prisoner huh. or, or uh, uh, the half blood prince gets gets pretty like when they're trying to destroy that Horcrux in the cave, him and Dumbledore, and all of a sudden Dumbledore is begging him not to f- keep feeding him the water, like. Holy shit. I'll have to rewatch <laughs> like, the movie. Like, it's... Oh, what? Read the book, goddammit! <laughs> I've read the book, it's just been so long. I but, read it once. Like, there's there's the scene in the cave when there's all the demons yep. or ghosts and things coming up from the water while he's feeding him this water and Dumbledore's begging him with his life to please stop. Yeah, he does that in the movies, too. I know. That is so much horrifying, more horrifying than anything that happens in Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm talking about vibes. talking about vibes. Anyway, we're not making Harry Potter. That was written for kids. This is not for kids. <laughs> this is this is edgy. We're gonna be we're gonna be yeah. more spooky. But yeah. but anyways, so with this mentor, what do, what do you think they want to achieve? Because I think that will help us inform what the, he is trying to figure out about this other side. I don't know if that's that. That could be just a DM thing. Maybe sure. the person doesn't know. 
quite yet. They didn't reveal okay. their secrets. What were they told though? What when when they're researching and doing stuff together? What do they believe they were working towards that all of a sudden he then disappeared? Oh, they're trying to get. I would say they're just trying to get a firm answer of what happens after death. Where do they go? What's it like? Is it a happy thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it like? Okay. Does it really matter what I do in this life that affects what happens in my next one? You know that kind. Of, if there is there a next one, those kinds of things. Okay. So this normal mentor, normal death stuff. Okay. So this mentor will go to orphanages where people have lost their parents obviously yeah orphanage. they have a personal and relationship with death to bring harry potter back in they can see those horses that other people yes. can't see okay and and so may, maybe again what could be interesting to play with is he this mentor has found that people that have a direct experience with death at a young age have easier access to these college of spirits or the spirits yeah. from this area so like that allows them to be more in tuned with them the naivety um, allows them to be open to the thought of anything. I mean, I don't know if it's really naivety in a situation of being exposed to death, but anyway, well, no, you're right. But I'm just saying, like, if there's not, you haven't closed your mind off to all the possibilities sure. yet because sure. you're young. Which, which then would also explain the flaw, because if the first mentor this person has as a, a kid in an orphanage is this figure that comes in that is very clearly like doing some sus shit with death <laughs> and trying to figure out how like what it really means and where it all goes and all this whatever like and he's doing it by any means possible even of like just taking the unwanted children from an orphanage and just having them do his bidding when they interact with other people that are doing things that have obvious malice they'll be like oh whatever yeah no it's just it's fine that's okay like he's not some like but what is he trying to do he's trying to help like he wants to do stuff it would it would allow them to overlook that stuff i think more easily you know what i like i just thought of something Normally, I try not to talk about DM hooks in our campaign when it's my characters, because I like the DMs try to create their own hook. But what if this mentor is a bad, is the bad guy? And what if this mentor killed this person's parents in front of him? And that's why they have such a close relationship with death. But they were young enough to where the mentor could take them under their wing and manipulate them. And it's this thing, like the... The, our character knows their parents are dead and they accept the fact that they have the special ability because they have a personal relationship with death, but they don't know if they have a personal relationship with death because their mentor killed their parents. And that can be a, a, something that the DM reveals um, later on. Like you find the mentor and he's yep. like, you're such a whiny bitch. Like I, and like, yeah, I killed your parents. It took you that long to figure this out. Yeah. And I mean, essentially that could be what the mentor is doing to all of these people he's bringing under his wing or yeah. some sort of apprentices that he's trying to help. And again, I, I, I'm fine with us not going into whatever this mentor wants to do. Cause I think leave it, Cause if, they, if this is the big, not necessarily the big bad, but just a bad person that they will have to come across in some way, leave it up to the DM to figure out how it fits into their world, whatever their thing with death is they're trying to figure out. But I like that. That's what they've gone through. And so are you saying though, it's like, it is literally like, uh, uh, to the point where they, they were killed in front of them and they were too young to understand that was happening? Or was it like he snuck in and killed them in the cover of night and then shows up later as like, oh, I'll be your savior and like lying to them the whole time like about that? Ooh. Um, I like the idea of the our character witnessing the death. Okay. And, and they've like compartmentalized it and stowed that away. <laughs> Maybe they found them. That could be the experience with death. 
They okay. like they they went into their parents' room that next morning and found them. And then all of a sudden, like they're in an orphanage and there's a weird environment and they're scared. And this person's like, "I can help you. I've, I've experienced the things you have as well. And we can we can learn. We can figure this out sure. together." That, so I, I like mean, the, co- the cover a night thing. Okay, because I mean, I was also going to even say we can get rid of the whole like, just cut out the middle orphanage part and just have it be like, oh, they killed them and they were there, and this person, this child. The the next adult that showed up or was in the house or in the room was this person, and they just kind of took them in under their wing, and they, it's something they've never really thought about, and they've never put two and two together of like, wait, why were you there? What was good? Like you, like you just made it seem like you were there to help me after they were gone, and like, oh, I'll take care of you now, like, and and like it's just something where it's, we have plenty of things like that as a kid where you need to like. Like for me, I went to what my mom called a dream doctor growing up. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I just go and hang out and uh, play with toys. And I just talk about my dreams with this person that's taking notes on it. Oh, my God, I went to therapy as a kid. Like, <laughs> like, so like, it could just be one of those things that unless once you start talking through it, you realize what it is. But like, we don't have to add in the whole like, oh. What if it's an uncle and he was jealous of the relationship that his brother had with this woman because he sure. loved her too? I mean, we could go full Snape. But we don't have to... Snape didn't like, murder Harry's parents. I know. Um, but does that not kind of then under... It doesn't necessarily speak to why they're doing this to multiple people or why they're trying to... Uh, oh, that's true. That's right. I forgot about plan. the multiple people thing. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, whatever. So this person shows up, parents are dead. Okay. <laughs> and and then this guy takes them up. Well, so the only thing I'm trying to say is because what you could then also play with as a DM is you could have this hook of like, oh, yeah... Your parents were in this town, and they were well-known. They just died one day, and then the child was missing. And we don't know where the kid went. Like, So that could be something that could just be a potential hook to play with. And I don't like then, they're well-known. I feel like that they makes don't it too to, hard to pull off a successful murder. They don't have to be well-known. But they're like if they have other family, right? that, that could be a hook. Like and again, you you nah. the child maybe wouldn't know. I think this was this person's only family. This person's this this mentor's going to be smart. He's not going to murder someone who's got like Fair a enough. fucking bloodline a hundred people long. Fair enough. Because people are going to look for that. Okay. Um, cool. So yeah, so I just think that this person's meticulous in who they try to take on, right under their wing, and um, at the end of the day, the things I know for certain are the mentor did kill this character's parents. Yep. Um, and they're manipulating them. And acting like they didn't, and eventually that yeah. might it might be revealed that they did. Cool, great. And as far as the orphanage, whatever bullshit after that, yeah, I think that's up to. It's fine. They can go to the orphanage. Like it's a part of the plan. He, the, it wouldn't be long. They'd be there like a couple weeks. You know. Yeah. Tops. Yeah. The, and, and again, to your point, the mentor is smart about this. The mentor knows what they're doing. They make sure that the system is set up that they would be able to get them. That there are no other family members. There is no one else that gets in the way. He it doesn't make it look like a kidnapping. He comes in and has a program where it's like, hey, I can help. You know, I can come to my school of wayward spirits. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Cool, awesome. And then now they disappear at some point, and they, like, don't know why. I'm assuming that probably leads to the, the disbandment of this group, but this person probably has some sort of connections to other orphaned uh, uh, students or underlings or mentees from this program. So. Okay. That's what I would say as far as I think that is enough for the bond, right? So they're still trying to find this person. And what I would say, too, again, we don't have to go into where they vanished, why they're gone. I would say if you're the player and you bring this to your DM, 
ask them what you know about the vanishing. Because yeah. if I'm if I'm the DM, I would know what happened and where they went. So I would come up with something, and then I would tell you. So here's the clues you have. Here's yeah. what you do know about how they vanished. Um, because again, that speaks to the much larger arc of potentially this this character background. So there would be yeah. some more information, but we don't have to go into it here. Okie dokie. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like um, I've been talking a lot. No, it's fine. You you were. <laughs> um, Words. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I zoned out for a second. Just in my own, like, whatever. Moving on. Yes. I agree that the, the just to let you know that I was listening. Uh-huh. <laughs> I agree that the player should talk to their DM and the DM will give them notes. Here's what you know about what happened. Because you, you have to, you can't be completely in the dark about that. Yeah. It's important that you know something, yep. you know. Um, but so we've covered our, we've covered the bond pretty extensively. Yep. You think that we're good there, right? Yep. And then the flaw is just going to be what? Are we, are we just chalking that up to them being kind of just naive about things? Yeah. I mean, they the, essentially the mentor being their strongest influence as you know an orphaned. What, what, like what age do you think they're orphaned at? I would say they're not like a baby because he no. doesn't want to deal with a baby. It's got to be um, young enough to not understand, but not old enough to understand. So like eight or nine. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, sure. Somewhere in that seven to nine range, I'd say. Okay. They were orphaned. So and so, because again, if you're the mentor, I don't want to raise a fucking kid. I want them to just come in and start learning my shit right when they're influential. So, but yeah. so the flaw speaks to this person is rather malice towards everyone else outside of the program, even the things they should kind of try and teach them and about like anything that goes back to the ideal of understanding the mysteries that lie beyond death. Like they probably break in and steal some bodies. From yeah. from places where it's like, well, we got to investigate. We got to look. We got to speak with dead. We got to understand what's going on here, where they're at, what they know about the other side. So, like, that's all very clearly like mm, that's not it's not normal. It's <laughs> um, so anytime they interact, because this flaw I think speaks to more of how they'll interact with other people more yeah. so than anything else. Really about their background that we need to figure out. It just yeah. means when they see somebody being abrasive and rude or like putting their goals and stuff first they don't instantly think oh they're a dick they're a bad yeah. person it's like a oh no we'll give them a shot you know whatever let's yeah. see what it's about yeah so, i agree most deaf so that's what i would say about the flaw i think we've honestly covered everything except for the trinket yeah i mean it can, it can just be there i guess but come on it shudders <laughs> whenever we, and tips whenever over. we have items they always end up just being there like yep yeah, they have it <laughs> what what i would say is what if these so how big's a pitcher? It's about. I mean, I have my water bottle here, about this size. So like, huge. it's like sixty ounces. So like this. I mean, it's the size of my head. Would you say it's the size of a human head? It's like three. It's like five, four beers. Okay, I want. I want to know that. Like, so what are we saying? A human head size snail shell? Then that's a little too big. A human head is. Yes. Like a gallon of milk. Um. Yes. Like Let's a, go with that. Like a gallon of milk. Okay. So, because what I was gonna say is that could be their focus and anytime they cast like spells or do whatever like that can shake and glow different uh, like colors and the spirits kind of dance around out of the shell and do like that's what they do i like it and it's opalescent because that's what the spirits look like inside of it yeah and again the color can kind of glow and then things come out of it and so the other reason i I was walking down this path is anyone from the school has a snail shell like this (laughs) um so this is where I don't think you'll like this idea because I'm going to no. push. <laughs> I'm going to say it anyways. 
What do you think the name of this program or these other people nope. are called that has something Doesn't to do fucking with matter. snails? Nothing. <laughs> I like soul snails or snaily souls. Or s- That's s- so dumb. What are we making, a fucking 70s hair band? Ooh. Ooh. No, they don't have a name. I got soul, but I'm not a snail. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I don't have whatever. a name. They all They're have nameless those... because everyone's nameless in the dead, in the after death. It's not, it's not true. If you watch Coco, yeah, they're all dead. Yeah, but they have names. It's like a big part of it. They need to be. Doesn't remembered. matter. They're dead. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Um, all right. Cool. So that's the, that's their focus. Everyone else in the group has one of these things. That's how they can kind of like recognize one another because you know they're huge. I would imagine it's worn or carried in some way. It's got to be, dude, there's no way, you're not fucking Flava Flav, you're not wearing this bitch around your neck. (laughs) You're gonna fucking, no, you're gonna, um, it's it's absolutely gonna be in a pack. It's in your bag, like, on your back, like a snail shell? No, it's in a bag. You you could carry it like a satchel, right? It's just kind of there next to you. And then what, you fucking blow into it and summon all the other soul snails? No, like, it's a a con shell. News team. (laughs) Assemble. I was thinking like Spongebob, not that yeah, sure. garbage. Um, anyways, it could be like in a satchel and then like when he goes to cast spells, he kind of almost pulls them out of it, right? So it's next to him and it's like a, like a bag kind of would be and they're just whoosh. And like, you know, they're not very charismatic. What if it's a fanny pack? Ooh, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. That sounds dope. It's a fanny shell. Always oh, got a fanny shell. I like it. So it's just in front of him, kind of wrapped almost like a belt buckle, <laughs> like kind of wrapped around this big thing, and like he'll cast spells out of it. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Um, so, all right. So I like, I like that too. <laughs> so his his so his main motivation is he's trying to go out and find his mentor who just disappeared randomly, so they can continue their research. Because I, I think the the simple motivation for him is that like he's trying to figure out mysteries of the other side so he can talk to his parents again or see them again sure. in some way so yeah maybe they tell him don't trust your uncle yep not his uncle but i mean it could be don't his uncle, trust but. that man don't trust the weird guy he touched you <laughs> um, oh geez <laughs> um yeah we can have a real harry potter moment where they come out of the, the wand and oh yeah we're with you harry yeah we can distract him just run can you grab my body when you go back to my father? That's Cedric. What? That's Cedric. Cedric said that when when about when he died. And uh, oh. God, oh. I forget. I'm talking. Sorry, I'm not gay. Wow. <laughs> just kidding. That was aggressive. Wow. Very. I aggressive. just read the books a normal amount of times, which was one, and I was twelve, so I don't remember all yeah. that bullshit. I've also only read through all of the books once. I've just happened to also listen to the audiobooks and watch the movies. And oh. I got the oh. Harry Potter tattoo, which I didn't know this, but once you do that, you just know more. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> At least you have the confidence. You believe. You have the arrogance to believe that you know more than other people. Gotcha. It, so, yeah. Um, okay, cool. What else? What else? Is that it? I think that's it, dude. Well, that's not it. it. That's it for the story. Um, what's their alignment? They're good of some sort, I think, with their naivety. They don't have to. You don't have to be. Good. If you're naive, you don't. Have to, you're not necessarily good. You can be naive, nice. like. Yeah, sure. You're nice, but it doesn't mean you're a good alignment. Oh, it's like, 
there's this pod there's this other D podcast i listen to that's that one of their cleric's slogans is i said i'm lawful good not lawful nice <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> so like that's that's where i mean i don't know what do you think do you think what if their overall intention is i need to find this out no matter what that's not necessarily good that's, chaotic that's, neutral got it god you're just you're not even trying anymore <laughs> What makes him chaotic? Anything. Nope. Just anythingness. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Lawful neutral. Why lawful? Evil neutral. Why? What? Why evil? Because I'm moving on. (laughs) You're the one that asked what the alignment is. We don't have to give an alignment to every character. The only reason we usually do is because it's with the ideal. And so it's like, okay, if that's a part of this, what else is there? Well, chaotic neutral. Okay, so if you're playing along at home, you can do whatever you want with the alignment. Like you can with any of our characters. doesn't matter. Nathan's just typing in what he always types in. And, and also alignment's so fluid, it's not very interesting. But... I mean, it can be. How old are they when we meet them? This is your character. How old do you want them to be? We know they were the youngest seven, oldest nine when their parents died. How long were they in the program for? Before the mentor disappeared. Ten years. Nineteen years old. Okay, got another teenager coming right at your face with all his they're angst. An, they're an adult. Mm. Eh, if you think you're an adult at 19. The state does. The yeah. feds do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm aware. But that doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> and like you, ch- you change so much. Anyways, yeah, they're 19. Well, you can watch porn and go to war, baby. That's all they need. <laughs> Sounds like a good Sunday. And if you go to war, they take the porn away. Oh, oh God. I was so shocked by that statement. I dropped my dice. <laughs> That's what clattered on the ground? Yeah. Um, all right, cool. I like how you're like, oh, I guess you, the name is up here. So, I mean, I don't know if you forgot. We got a name. Got a I didn't name forget. I don't know what his fucking name is. Well, what do we think the name is his parents gave him? And then what do we think the name is that the mentor refers to him by after he picks him up? And then what do we think the name his best friend's like nickname at school is? And then what do you think his gamer tag is for when he goes online to smash all the noobs because he's so angsty? I'm really proud of you for making fun of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, his okay. gamer tag definitely has three X's in the beginning <laughs> and in the back. Woof! Is that uh, is that coming from uh, a personal place there? And I don't remember what was in the middle. Was it Nate Dog? It was X X X. It was lowercase X, uppercase X, lowercase X, capital Nate, and then another. X. You had X's in the middle too, bud. You had you had the three X's again repeated in the middle, and then you had Dog, and then you had the three X's again at the end. Yeah. It was the most annoying bullshit to fucking type in ever with an Xbox fucking keyboard (laughs) thing having to go all over the place. God. I was doming bitches in Halo 3. Shoddy Snipers is the best game mode. Better swords. Yeah, for sure. I peaked. My esports abilities peaked at Halo 3. Well, that's what most of them do for most people. Halo 3? No, the age. Late teens, early 20s. Yeah, I know. Sad. (laughs) Don't get old, kids. Don't get old. Do everything you can to not do it. Don't tear your ACL. Don't grow facial hair. Drink the blood of the youths. Yep. (laughs) Bathe in it like Oprah and Tom Hanks. God. All right. So what's this character look like? They got a snail fanny pack. That's it. That is their whole personality. There's a floating snail fanny pack. (laughs) 
Ooh, does it float? That's kind of weird and creepy. It could float. I was thinking it was just kind of tied up. Like, I was just like saying it's floating because nothing else is there. So they're just the oh. snail fanny pack. Ooh, are they a ghost? Did we make a ghost boy? <laughs> Casper, I found a name. There it is. God, you're going to go with it too. <laughs> no, it's nothing to do with Casper. I don't oh, want to lead our you know, listeners you know, astray. You know, you know what his nickname could be then? The Friendly Ghost. Cass. Ah, uh, I could. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, his nickname's Purr. I go by the last half of my name. Purr. Um, Purr. Snail Fanny Pack. Dope. How tall? Um, Hair color. Overall build. They have decent strength and decent con. They're they very do, dexterous. They what if they are... Also, they're not charismatic, so like you can. Some people take that as being unattractive. Yeah, like they, yeah. So they they could have maybe their parents died in a fire and they got burn marks on them. No, I'm not scarring them up. What if what if their sense of style sucks? Like, have you ever seen anyone no. wear a fanny got a pack snail. and got overalls? A... Ooh, so does the fanny pack go over the overalls? Yes. Because then it's not. But then they're not overall. They're over Ooh. some. Then they're over sums. Okay, so he's got some over sums. <laughs> um. Maybe it's because the straps up top like are broken, so it's like he like maybe this like he's just kind of like whilst whilst taken care of by this mentor, still kind of a street urchin level like because it's like the mentor doesn't care about them, he doesn't buy them nice things, and yes, like, so it's like it's they're broken overalls. I'm writing that, and the, and the, the straps are broken, so the snail fanny pack has to hold the overalls up. <laughs> so they kind of fold down almost. Yeah. Or there's one kind of up and the other one kind of folds down. What are they made out of? Are they like a jean texture again or is it like yes. leather? Because I don't know if jean... I mean, it's a and d world, whatever. You can have jeans. Um, but I like jean or, like or leather. I guess it's denim. But Yeah, I like denim. They're denim. Okay. Um, and maybe they're wearing a white t-shirt that's kind of stained. Okay. All right. With like armpit stains, yellow armpit stains. Yep. Happens to the best of us. That's why I don't wear white t-shirts. No, no. You can wear them from a certain amount of time. They just have to move on to new ones. <laughs> white t-shirts. That's stained. Um, I don't think they can grow good facial hair, but they try. So they got patchy okay. facial hair. Okay. Speaks to the uncharismaticness. As yeah. us two well-bearded men sit here and say that people that can't grow beards are uncharismatic. I like it. <laughs> you just have to learn your place. You either can or you can't. You know, Fair. And don't try. Fair. This is not fucking Star Wars. This isn't Yoda. That's, when it comes that, to facial hair growing, there is most definitely a can and a cannot. That is exactly what Yoda says. Oh, you're right. There is no try. There is do or do not. I forgot. Star Wars is dumb. Star Wars is dead. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> if anything, I've heard the Bad Batch is good. i got to catch up on that. I haven't started. The what? There's a new animated series on Disney+. Plus. It's coming out weekly now called The Bad Batch, which is picking up after The Clone Wars. Um, which ended very well and is better than most of the The Clone Wars cartoon, right? Correct. Um, better than most of the prequels and even some of the newer uh, fr- uh, series. So. Did you say yes? Yes, it's based on the okay. cartoon. Okay, I didn't hear you. That's what I thought. Yeah, I've heard that's very good. Yeah, well, so the Bad Batch kind of picks up after that, and that's what's currently happening okay, now. Okay, gotcha. I hope you enjoy that. <laughs> I don't believe <laughs> them. <laughs> um, patchy facial hair... And I don't know, just shaggy, normal, shaggy blonde hair. Ooh, just want to look like shaggy? Just shaggy in overalls? 
It could just look like Shaggy. An unkempt Shaggy. Unkempt Shaggy in overalls. Got a name yeah, then, too. Name him Shaggy. Yeah. We, to be fair, um, Shaggy Chase Ghosts. Shaggy's kind of spooked by everything. He's super trusting of everyone. And we don't know that his parents weren't killed by Fred. Right? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I'm just assuming Fred's his mentor here. But, you know. <laughs> um, we could name him... I don't... Give me a real suggestion. Um, Dave. He's a human. Like again, like do we think he's from a city where it's like full of humans and different things? Are oh, you just and you're just going with it? You're just going with Dave. Dave Do. <laughs> Scooby Doo. <laughs> Done. <laughs> DD. Uh, Is that what you're going with? You're going with Dave yep. Do. He's Dave Do. Dave Do. Sometimes Dave Do. Sometimes Dave don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like Doug Dimmadome, owner of the, owner of the Dimsdale Dimmadome. Coming down to Dimsdale Dimmadome, on my Doug Dimmadome. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm pretty sure my audio is picking up my stomach growling. <laughs> oh, I can't hear it, so. That's good. Yeah. Anyway, right. so I think that's everything. Yep, yep. Um, the only other thing I would think is allies and organizations is just a group um, that from the school or like the mentor, whatever bullshit. Um, and yeah, so they're out there trying to find the mentor based on whatever, um, like clues and hints are left behind. I think we should at least come up with like generic stuff here. So for the role play, um, like I would assume that like he was sent out on a mission to do something or find some, like whatever is needed for what the next thing they were trying to do research on and, and do like an, whether it's an experiment or something, he came back and the guy's gone and he had, okay. and he was waiting for him to come back. Just never did. There was no real note. And it's just whatever you found in that place is what you're, you're going based off of now. Maybe there's okay. a, town, a town is written down. You know, all he had was the name of this town, and so that's where he went to. And in our situation, it'll be Podcastria. Podcastria. <laughs> Say, all right, never been to the big city of Podcastria, but Dave's going <laughs> to do it. <laughs> also, if I played this character, I would talk in third person, and that would be 100% like, all right, I know Dave's, Dave knows what he got to do. Dave's going to do it. All right. It's like it's, every time someone asks you a question, it's like, ooh, that's not something Dave do. Uh, no, that's not very that's a, Dave That's do. a Dave don't situation right there. <laughs> that's not very Dave do of me. So uh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and Dave don't it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess we've... I don't know why I've slipped into like a southern like, accent with it, but I mean, yeah. Whatever. All right. All right, cool. Great. Anything else you want to clarify about Dave do? No. The long-descended... Of Scooby and Scrappy Doo, yeah, exactly. I think that's it, dude. That started off so serious. Like I, I picked these things. We're gonna do this horror thing. It's gonna be serious, and now we we end with naming this fucker Dave Do. You did this. He's got a goddamn fucking snail fanny pack. He sings the, the fact that he sings "You Are My Sunshine" as a nineteen-year-old is the most serious part about this fucking character. Yeah, I mean, he can still be dark, right? I mean, he's still trying to figure stuff out. It's just he's been kind of like, well, you know, Dave got to do what he's going to do. Don't take Dave do sunshine. You are Don't Dave do sunshine. His only sunshine. <laughs> you make gonna... Dave do happy. 
Wish the guys were great. You know, you're going, you're going full. You know what you're doing. You're going, you're going full. Dave, do don't take his sunshine away. You're going full simple Jack right now, dog. <laughs> I'm not. That's just a southern drop. Full, full simple Jack. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into full Dave do. Okay, let's do it. All right. So, we are back in the vibrant city of Podcastria. Um, it is early in the morning. The sun is just cresting over the west side of the city, east side of the city. It's a normal planet. And is lighting up the streets as we see a little bit of mist and morning dew that is kind of lifting lifting off the streets uh, everyone's starting to hustle and bustle around and today is a just pretty average day in the city um, street cars are starting to pull up and set up outside of different shops and places and of course in front of Podcastria you have or sorry in front of the city tavern in Podcastria there is the little cabbage cart that is rolled up over there. They're just starting to wipe down some of the dirt off some of the cabbages that have been brushed up in the air as they were carting it into the city. And the front door of the city tavern is being struggled to be opened and unlocked by uh, the small little busboy uh, known as Trevor. And he opens the door, and there's a few people that were up in the... Uh, rooms of stairs that are, are coming down and starting to mingle about and uh, he comes in and starts opening up the back bar wiping stuff down, looking a little frantic um, and as, as the as the city comes to life um, through the streets walks a rather ragged, someone maybe even say shaggy looking individual with uh, a pair of denim overalls that are kind of drooping um, some of the people notice him as he walks down the street because he has this rather large um, snail shell of a sort that kind of has like a glow uh, like opal look to it that is wrapped around the front of him kind of helping to hold up um, these these weathered uh, overalls and uh, he kind of just looking around he's looking down at like a sheet of paper and uh, other than that he doesn't really know where to go and kind of uh, just finds himself standing in front of the CD tavern what would uh, Dave do? Dave do what Dave do best. <laughs> Dave would um, reach into his snail shell and pull out a piece of paper. And um, he's got average intelligence, so he can read. So he pulls it up and he goes, CD Tavern. I guess that's this place. And he folds <laughs> the paper back up into his, folds it back up and puts it back into his snail shell fanny pack. And he walks through the front doors of the CD Tavern. All right. And so as he, as he kind of enters in, um, he doesn't really, like, he sees uh, some people that are kind of, like, mingling, like, coming down the stairs and going back up. Um, someone's just kind of sitting down at a table, kind of looking over towards the bar. And you see Trevor kind of, like, pop up from behind it. And he's kind of looking over and just kind of looking around and, and wiping down some of the glasses and... He doesn't really notice uh, Dave enter as he's kind of back there, very distracted, trying to what well, looks like just clean and, and, and start setting up the bar. Um, is Trevor the only person in the bar? 
right now? Uh, well, there's there's the person sitting down at the table that is looking like kind of, I don't know, annoyingly over at at the bar, like like almost expectantly. Um, and then there was somebody that just walked upstairs, uh, back up to the tables. But yeah, I mean, Trevor's the only person behind the bar that looks like they maybe work here. Okay, uh, so I walk up to the bar and I, I clear my throat. And... <clears> throat> uh, uh, yeah, uh, hang, hang on. And so like without looking up, Trevor's just kind of under there. Like you hear some glasses being moved around and uh, jostled, if you will. And it's like, ah, yeah, I'll be, uh, okay. Uh, oh, h- hello. Uh, sorry, I didn't see uh, any, uh, anyone else uh, come in. Uh, I, I will be right with you, Mr. Stevens. Uh, what, can I, uh, what can I get uh, for you, uh, sir? Um, you... I just wanted to point out that that gentleman looks like he's been waiting for a little while. Do you need any, <laughs> do you need any help? Uh, um, well, uh, actually, I mean, yeah, but you're uh, it's, it's okay. With, like, uh, if you just want to wait one second, I, I, I'm just going over to this uh, individual uh, re- re- real quick, and I'll be right back. And then you see him kind of now. He has a tray that looks like it has a bowl on it with some what you assume is milk. Um, in it, and then he also has uh, a few glasses that are filled with water, and one has like a juice in it also. And he kind of runs over towards the table, and you see him kind of set it down, like, oh, "All right, I'm s- here you are, uh, okay." And he's like, <clears throat> then he kind of runs back over to you, and you hear just like a snap, and <laughs> he kind of stops in his tracks and turns back, and it's like, <clears throat> "Well, you know, I also need." The granola to go with it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Mr. I'm go- I can go back to the kitchen and get that real quick. I'm just going to see what this guy at the bar wants. <clears throat> well, when I paid for this to be... Yeah, I, I, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I understand. I just, right now, it's just me. So, I'll be right back. <laughs> and he kind of just runs away. <clears throat> and so he comes back over to the bar, and he doesn't go around it, comes up next to you, and just like, ah, sorry about that. Uh, what, do you want anything? From the kitchen. Do you want food? Is uh, is every day like this for you? <laughs> um, no. Uh, there, there, someone is coming uh to help. Uh, she should be here uh any, any minute now. Um, but other than that, uh, no, it, it is, it is not. It's o- it's, it's okay. We're fine. I'm, I'm, I'm showing that I can handle responsibility. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you want anything from the kitchen? No. Cool. I'll be right back then. And you see him kind of just sprint to the back, and he runs back through those doors, and you hear some clattering and, and things being shook around. Um, and then the the man behind you at the table, just like, if I had to suggest anything, I probably would not encourage you to uh, stay at this uh, fine establishment. They promised uh, some sort of, I don't know, turned down breakfast service that they were trying out and apparently all it consists of is just uh, well this bowl of milk and uh, honestly the people here last night was uh, it was quite noisy uh, up in the rooms I had to several times uh, bang on the walls to ask them to keep it down <clears throat> that's just uh, my review that I'm yelping in your general direction <laughs> Well, I appreciate that, sir. Um, I mean, he is getting your, your granola. I just think he seems a little young and inexperienced. Yeah. Yes. But again, why was he the one who they entrusted? It's, it's fine. I don't plan on staying here any longer. And do, do with whatever you must. You clearly look like you're uh, 
standards are a little different than mine. Oh, well, what are your st- well, what's this person look like? So this is the first time you're kind of turning and looking at this individual. And you see him kind of sitting there and he has a little bit of like a shoulder cape over one of his arms that is this bright kind of green. And he has jet black hair that is kind of back into a nice tight ponytail that kind of comes down just past his shoulders. And he has a set of like gold rim glasses that is on and he has a notebook that is next that he is now folding up and pushing to the side as he pulls the bowl of milk and juice over in front of him and he has a a vest on that is like a bright yellow that kind of clashes with the green a little bit and he's got a nice button up shirt on underneath it and he kind of yeah I ignore his I ignore his remark about standards and I walk over towards the table and as I'm walking over I say what is it what is it that you're writing Oh, <laughs> well, uh, it's a, a bit of a, a, a dysentery, or I'm s- <laughs> it's research. Uh, I'm going around and, uh, well, trying out a lot of these different uh, establishments in different large cities, and uh, this one is, well, subpar, at least for this city. Uh, Ooh, can I f- read it? And I just reach towards the notebook. Uh, the, <clears throat> I'd rather you did not, sir. This is uh, something that if you would be interested in, well, there will be a publishing of it in the local, uh, I don't know what they call the town news here. I'm just passing through and, well, this is the second, third place that I've stayed. And, uh, well, of the of the three, this is kind of uh, subpar to mediocre. So, no, if you would like to read it, I will be selling it to the local city news here, and I think it's called the Podcastrian. I don't know if they're willing to pay enough, but there's them. And then also, I have several different books that are available at, at, at uh, uh, many stores. Uh, perhaps uh, you've heard of me. I'm Abraham Elsmith. No, I haven't. Oh. Well, I'm again. quite an artist myself, though. Oh! I mean, <laughs> what I do is not really... Ah, per se, art, it's a little bit more of a, I would say, a higher level of critique and understanding of what other people offer as form of a service. I am simply trying to help educate those people who might, uh, well, not be as aware of what is available to them in their uh, price points. I mean, all these people are just trying their best. Yes, but... Those people that are trying to enjoy the finer things whilst traveling or going to different places, they too are trying their best, and do they not deserve the best for their gold? Well, yeah, I mean, you can point out what's worth the price in gold, but you don't have to to put down the places that aren't. Oh, I don't see it as putting down. It's simply pointing out uh, what is happening. And if it happens to be something that people... Look down upon. Well, who am I to uh, tell them uh, how to view that? I'm simply just putting out the truth. But what if people stop coming here and then this business that someone worked really hard to establish no longer exists? Doesn't bother you at all? I would hope that they would learn from it before they went under entirely. Or if they do, that just speaks to, well, 
That's the way capitalism works, doesn't it? Hopefully something better would spawn up from it and offer us service. That would be better. What if you? What if instead of instantly putting it out in a paper, why don't you tell the owner what you've discovered and give them an opportunity to fix it before you, you know, put them to the fire? Well, because good, uh, sir, I don't know. <laughs> I don't mean to make any assumptions about you. I like to be paid for the work I do. And if I'm just going around all willy-nilly offering it out to people without getting anything for it, well, then it's just a waste of my time. It's something I've refined myself as, and, well, if you're good at something, I've been told don't do it for free. Well, what if you offered your services? I am. I'm offering it to the paper and the books and the different people that want to know my opinion. But why don't you offer it to the people that could actually help? If you helped this place do better, it could stimulate this economy and, as a whole, help out the people around. You see him kind of take off his glasses and he just kind of rubs them. He's like, well, aren't you just the the economic, sir? Professor? Yes? No? No, I'm, I'm not a professor. I'm just trying to figure out... I was trying to make you see that maybe the way you're going about this isn't the best as a whole for for everyone involved. I view it. If they would like to see what I had to say, they'll buy the paper, which then means the paper would be more inclined to pay more for my opinion. Or they'd buy my books so they can perhaps read and see what other places have done well. Again, it's offered to them just at uh, a price. So... I, I do you ever understand. do you ever do you ever go back to a place and see if they have made changes oh. and give a new opinion? Oh, I the will, paper. I, there's there's plenty of places that I've returned to. Uh, just just north of here, I don't know if you've ever been to uh, the, 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 just outside the Sugar Woods. There's this beautiful little elven city there. Uh, it's called the 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 Open Glade. Have you heard of it? Open Glade. No. All right. Well, if you get up that way, I definitely. Not require, but I would say it's definitely uh, highly uh, encouraged that you visit this little, little place that uh, it's carved into a tree. Uh, it's a beautiful little establishment called Lagas. And it's okay. wonderful. Anytime I go back up towards the glade, oh, it's where I stay. They have. Was it wonderful the first time you went there? Yes. So, I've been back there several times. I often make my way around uh, that part with different troops of uh, people. Because, you know, getting up there across before the Sugarwood is a little bit more dicey. So, uh, that's why when I'm over on this side, I'm trying to just check off as many places as possible. The other books I've done over there are much, much more well, refined. Okay, so... Um, maybe I had some technical issues, but I didn't hear you. Was it nice the first time you went there? Yes. Yes, it was. Oh, okay. So that, that seems a little biased to me that you've, you've gone back to a place that was already up to your standards when, um, you went there the first time. Okay. So all I'm requesting is that if you're going to write badly about this establishment, given this experience, that you should allow the opportunity for them to improve, come back, and then give a new opinion if they've done better. Well, I don't need to explain my whole work method to uh, somebody who can't even afford a pair of 
I don't even know what that garment is called. That works. It looks like it's ripped in some way. I appreciate your uh, overall uh, insight into how to better do my work. But I, again, sir, I'm trying to enjoy apparently just this bowl of milk that still has nothing in it. And then from the back, oh, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, here, here. Uh, so we don't really have like fresh granola, but this was kind of like in one of those back areas, and um, it's good. It's sweet. It has some like kind of berries. Mm, it's fine. Just leave the whole box here, good sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. And uh, and he looks kind of now up. Trevor looks up to you. He's like, ah, uh, are you? Did you need something? Did you want a room, or did you want uh to kind of uh get something to drink or eat? We have. I found a lot of different things back there that aren't granola. Um, if you wanted to, I, I can I can throw something on. <laughs> there should be someone else here. Uh, very very shortly. I'm looking for someone actually. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I might be able to help. I didn't really check uh, anyone in. Uh, I think uh, Louis was working last night, and he, well, uh, usually writes down some pretty mean stuff about people. Um back in the, the log, so I can check and see if there's anything in there about that he might have written down. Do you, do you know they stayed here? I don't. I just uh, have a piece of paper that had the CD Tavern written on it, so I came here to look for someone. Oh. I'm assuming this is a good place to start. Ah, uh, y- yeah. No, people come through here all, 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 the, all the time. Um, Let's go uh, back over towards the, the bar. And he kind of just gestures you, like, almost kind of away from the table as the, the guy's just kind of saying, it's like, hmm. Okay. Gives out information on clientele willingly. <laughs> and she just kind of first like, ah, um, well, no, no, I wasn't gonna. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, <sighs> let's go, let's go, young one. Let's leave, you know, Mr. Taffer here to write his critique. <clears throat> Thank you. I'm going to just ignore the nickname. All right, John. <laughs> um, so you kind of walk back over and, and Trevor now kind of goes behind the bar and just kind of puts his elbows on the bar and like, ha okay, uh, so who's the person, uh, you're, you're looking for and do you want water? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna First get off, myself. hey, listen, listen, look at me, look at me. Mm-hmm. Your energy is stressing me out. Mm-hmm. I need you to take a deep breath. Okay. And relax. <sighs> That actually did help. Good. I'm glad. And he kind of looks past you. Would you like to sing a song with me? Because I have not come down from my stress that you've caused me yet. Um, I mean, we we can. I don't... Okay. I don't... You you ready? I'm not really much of a singer. One, two, one, two, three, four. Uh, you are my sunshine, sunshine my only sunshine. sunshine. Oh, I know this one. You make, you make me, me happy when skies are gray. You'll oh, something. Know, oh, you'll never know, dear, dear how much, how much I, I love you. Please don't, don't take my sunshine, sunshine away. I haven't sang that forever. Very good, Trevor. Or, I don't know if... Very good, young man. Yeah, it's Trevor. Oh, lucky guess. That's weird. My name's Dave. That's probably this name tag. It probably was the name tag. Terrence made us start wearing them. So, uh, especially with uh, this uh, 
Say it's for helpful. him, guy coming in. <clears throat> My name oh, is no. uh. Oh yeah, sorry. What's what is your name? That's good customer <laughs> etiquette. I apologize. My name's Dave. Dave. Okay, Dave. Um. How can I help again? Looking I'm for looking person? for my mentor. Oh, and he sounds important. Where we study something a little more unique than most people, like rocks, like that big one you got right there, and he kind of points. No, it's this. This is a snail shell. Don't touch it. Oh, that, I've never. What? That's huge. Oh my god! How big was that snail? I don't know. I didn't see it. I just saw this. I just saw the shell. Oh. Huh. That's horrifying. I, one, first of all, don't like slimy things. And from everything I've known about sales, and so that one had to be huge to leave. Oh, ah, ah. I'm it can, it can do tricks. And he kind of walks over and just grabs, uh The snail did tricks or the shell? The shell. The shell. Uh, I'll like set it on the what? bar. You'll see. I set the shell on the bar. Okay. Now let's ignore it. It's not there. But anyway, is, Trevor. Wait, is that the trick? Does it disappear? No. Anyway, Trevor, um, my mentor and I were studying death in the uh, afterlife. Oh. oh, okay. And uh, one day he disappeared, and I found a piece of paper that had this location written on it, and now I'm here. Um, so wow. I'm wondering if you've seen anyone asking about death. Um, I I mean, as like a concept? Again, I... Um, uh, I don't. I don't know if he really gives out his name a lot. Uh, he goes by a couple different like pseudonym type of things. Um, but I, I think he. I think he most commonly goes by uh, William Johns. Oh, ah. Uh, Does he have like a shovel? Yeah. That's like a. Okay. Um. That. Um. Well. Ha. Huh. Hmm. I don't so he's remember. been here. Well, I mean, it was just kind of a guess. You said death and shovels go with death. That's why I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything about him. He was, uh, what I happened? I don't... <clears throat> Do you know where he went? Ah, uh, ah. Uh, I, uh... I'm going to get some more water. <laughs> As you see, his glasses are already full, but he chugs it on the way over to the... Gets, like, the little, <laughs> like, pitcher or... or, or, or what are those things called? I'm sitting on a bar. It's full of water that you pour the... The tap? Sure. But it's like a full water bucket and he just kind of pours okay, water yeah, out yeah. of it and then he chugs it again and then he fills it up he comes back over do you want some do you want some water no what are this other stuff? Like to, i would just like to keep talking to you <clears throat> okay um well so when i first uh started here i was uh approached one night i guess by someone who who did say that was i i think what he said his name was again i'm not great at asking names but i remember the shovel and when he talked about death it kind of brings up the fact that we went to a cemetery outside the city and he kind of started digging and then he threatened me <laughs> he was just playing with you that's not a fun game that was not a fun game oh he's one I of the don't... nicest people i've ever met okay okay well um i don't know i left him there i don't really you left remember. him at the graveyard yeah, it was, uh, I haven't been back out that way, which is kind of sad, because that's where my Nana's buried, and I really miss going to her, but anytime I go there now, and I even have dreams about it sometimes, it just gets really scary. Hey, don't cry. Don't cry. I'm sorry. When you're sad, when you're sad, just sing, just sing the Sunshine song. Okay, well, I already sang it once. So, I know, you don't have to do it now, but um, in the future. Okay. 
No matter no matter where you are, who's around, you can always sing. You are my sunshine. Yeah. Um, as you two are kind of talking, then uh, you hear just kind of like some steps and stuff behind you, and then coming down the stairs and like just kind of walks over. You see a rather beautiful looking woman who just kind of strolls up next to you and looks like she's just kind of starting her day, and she's just like, "Yeah, Trevor, honey." What has got you all worked up? I'm sorry I'm a little bit late. Uh, did you take care of uh, everything for Mr. Abraham and all that? She's like, oh, Juliet, okay, yeah, no, um, I took care of all of that. Um, he said he wanted granola with that, and that's what, like, Terrence had told me to, like, bring, but there wasn't really anything. Oh, no, you were supposed to grab some. We're all out. Like, the stuff that we have in the back has been in there for, I don't even know how long. I was here before I started working a few weeks ago, so that's probably... It's like, well, there was some dried fruit in it, and it looked kind of good. Like, oh, well, that fruit, okay. Um, I'll go. I'll go talk with them. <laughs> and she kind of just turns and walks away um, from the bar, and just leaves you and Trevor there. It's like, can granola kill somebody? No, not that I know. Of. What if it's old? What if it's like really old granola? Not unless they choke on it. It just it might, at worst, upset their tummies. Okay. Okay. Um, John's. Yeah, so that was, um, I don't remember how long ago that was. It was, like, right when I started, and I feel like it's been a few, has it, not quite a year, but a few months, um, that I've been have here. I really, have I really been traveling that long? I don't know. Yes? I would assume wow. if you left right when he got here, or where, I mean, I don't know. He didn't mention me at all? Dave do? What do, what do you do? That's my last name. I'm Dave Dew. Oh. Oh. Uh, no, no. That's a really unique name. I think I would have remembered. The snail shell suddenly tips over. Ah! Ah! <laughs> what happened? And, and shakes a little bit. Oh, my God. That's the trick. <laughs> he just starts clapping. Yay! I'll put it back on now. And I strap it back around my waist. That's it? That's all? Like, there's nothing? I thought, like, yeah, it was going to be, like, the snail was going to come out or something? It randomly falls over and shakes, and I don't know why. There's nothing in there but stuff I put in there, like pe- like paper and notes. Oh. Huh. So it's like a little pack. Yep. Hmm. Okay. I think um, it's kind of near my fanny. Oh. it's interesting. Well, uh... I feel a little bit better now that Juliet is here. Did she? Did you see? Did she come in? He points over towards the door. I think she was already upstairs. Oh, so she got here earlier then? Huh? Yeah. Why didn't she unlock the door? Okay. Um. Well. Uh. I. I feel. I think I can help with you now more because I think she's. And he kind of looks over and he looks at Juliet, who is kind of like leaning over the table, standing next to it, talking, having a conversation uh, with this. Abraham individual um, yeah she's got him uh, so is there anything uh, uh, would you like some drink or food or something no I'm not hungry or thirsty I really seem to know okay. so you, you don't know where William Johns went he just I, you left him at the graveyard and that's all you know honestly left as fast as I could I felt like he was maybe going to kill me well it's a good thing you're not connected to the nobility but anyway um, what what why how do you know I'm not? I mean, okay, that's fair, yeah. Because you're still here. Yeah. 
Well, what do you mean? Well, I mean, yeah, most people that live in a nicer like place or stuff, I guess, wouldn't work at a place like this. So that's fair. Uh-huh. So I guess, what which way to this graveyard? I guess that's where I need to start. I suppose. Ah, uh, well, which way did you? It's it's on on the outside the south part of town. When you go out, it's outside of town. So you have to go out that way. Um, about like ten minutes or so, and then okay. it's it's uh if you're heading from town, so you're heading south, it's gonna be to your left, which I think. And you see him kind of like looking and pointing, and he's turning a little bit. Ah, uh, it's west. Hey, never eat soggy walnuts. Um, yeah, west. Be to your left. Okay. Like you can kind of see much it. For that. It's like there's gravestones. It's not big. If you do like, I mean, because he was asking about a lot of graveyards. There are some bigger ones up more on, on kind of the north side, up by the high tide place. That's helpful. You told him about other graveyards? Uh, I don't know if I told him about other ones, but I... But he mentioned think, other ones. Well, I mean, he was just interested in graveyards as a whole and, and digging, but he wanted one that wasn't as busy, I think. So that's why we went he, to that one. He must be looking for more subjects. At a graveyard? What? Sorry, um, like I said, we were doing a lot of research. Nothing that needs to concern you. You said that the, like, the next biggest graveyard's up by the high tides, you said? I don't know if it's the next biggest, but it's the largest one in the city. It's on the north kind of part, and that's where a lot of like higher up people and what you called nobility probably has their that's, family at. That's definitely where he's going. Thank you so much, Trevor, for telling me that. Okay. Um, I'll take a water for the road, please. You want me to water? Oh, it's for you on the road. Okay. Um, do you have like a, a, I can fill up a canister if you want to carry it. I'd rather not give you one of our glasses. Do you want me to put it in the That's snail fine. shell? That's fine. I'm sorry for my yawning. It's still early for me. It's, yeah, it's really for everyone. Don't put it in everyone. the snail shell. Give me okay. a water skin. I, no, I don't have any. I was asking if you did. So we could fill oh, fine. Yeah, I'm we sure I've got glass. one somewhere. I reach into the snail and I pull out a water skin. Ooh, okay. Here you go. It's a little gross. Ah, and then he kind of goes over and fills up the, the water skin and hands it. Here you are, Mr. Dew. Thank you, Trevor. Ah. Tell Mr. Taffer over there to take it easy on you. Is that his last name? I don't think that was his... Okay. Anyway. I don't know if I want to talk to him again. That's fine. You probably shouldn't. I think uh, the female over there is doing quite enough of that. Yeah, Juliet's really friendly. She really gets a yeah. lot of people to, like... I think she's part of the reason why he originally came here. But, gotcha. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, Trevor. Again, pardon me. I think I must be leaving. How far? How long to the high tides? How far? Oh, jeez. Well, I mean, that's the castle. That's like the big place that's up way, way on the farthest. No- like, you can see it when you come out of here, and if you look up to, hey, we're on this side. So, north is to your left. When Yeah, when you look up to the left, you can see the castle, but, like, that's not exactly where the cemetery's at. But if you head that way long enough, you'll get to, like, kind of that part of the wall. And if you just okay. kind of follow that along uh, over towards the east, right, go right. So, east. East? Yeah. Okay, I'll follow the castle. Yeah. Also, like, they would probably know better. I've never been there. I've just kind of heard about it. I've been up to the wall. It's really nice. Okay. Well, I appreciate all your help, Trevor. You've done a fantastic job. Thank you. I try. Sorry, I was just scared. Take some deep breaths, sing a song, and you'll be okay. Okay. I'll try and remember that, Mr. Dew. Thank you. It'll be my legacy for you. Oh. Wow. That's that's heavy. (laughs) Just trying to help the best I can. And that guy over there, he's all right. Don't, uh, don't. I'm sure he's got some kindness in him somewhere. I, I, I I'm sure. Maybe he's saving I it for someone. 
I think I made him realize that he's going about this the wrong way. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Anyway, I've got to go. I must go find Mr. Johns. Okay. Well, if you see him again, don't tell him I told you, because I don't think I was supposed to tell anyone about him if he came in, maybe. I don't remember. He won't be upset if I find him. It's okay. Still don't, though? Fine, Trevor. I won't tell him. Ah, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Well, have a good morning. Thank you. You too, and I leave. (laughs) And scene. (laughs) And scene. (laughs) Dude, I got really excited when I decided to connect those characters. Yeah. No, that threw me for a loop. (laughs) (laughs) It was perfect that you were playing Trevor, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, too, like... uh, I guess we didn't really talk about that in in the whole thing with uh, uh, the mentor, but like he doesn't have to be a bard. He can t- he can teach people how to get access to it, and like you know, if they're more musically inclined or have access to doing spells or whatever like that, it could just be through the College of Spirits. But like, yeah, he could yeah. totally be a wizard of some sort. Like again, that's where it's like up, I would encourage the DM to try and figure out like, okay, what what is this person? What are they doing? Because this would be a fun hook to kind of pull on um, and figure out. So, yeah, I just thought it would be a cool. Oh yeah, in world Because I knew you would us. probably ask me what my mentor's name is, <laughs> and I was like, I mean, "Ooh!" And he just popped into my head as like a character we've also made that's obsessed with death. Yeah. So I was like, "I'm going to connect these two characters." Yeah. And we talked about him potentially wanting to become a lynch, and that's exactly what William Johns' end goal is: is to become a lynch. Yep. So yep. I say lynch. I you did l- say lynch. It's I lynch. Lynch. Yeah. No n. That's, and it's less yes. uh, awful. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Um, but yeah, no, that was fun. I had no idea the, what I was going to do. I just I wanted Trevor there, and I wanted Juliet to come down from upstairs at some point. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I like how you made Bar Rescue. Well, I tried to convince you to be Bar Rescue. Yeah, no. And it was Why just, don't you help these people? I, I didn't even know I was going to have like a reviewer there. I just knew I wanted to have somebody else that was kind of there in the background. And then when you went up to engage, I'm like, oh, shit, who is this person? <laughs> just kind of made all that up. Um, That's funny. But yeah, no, and I like, I mean, again, he was kind of a mediator. Right, like in 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 the middle of all of at least in this situation, um, and even at the end, I like that you were like, "There's probably some kindness in it." Like I knew I knew what you were doing there with your RP of it. I think you as a person, Nathan, knew you hated that person. And that guy was an asshole. But yeah. like Dave was like, "Ah, give him a shot. You know, whatever. Yeah, he's a little bit rough, but I think I I think I helped. It'll be my job here is done. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's gonna be better now." Um, yep. So yeah, I liked that. Thank you. I think it. I think it was a good time as well. My favorite thing about Dungeons and Dragons is just the discovery of things. So, like, I really, I feel I hate when I talk about things that I enjoyed that I did. It feels so pat on the back. <laughs> There's but, two of us here. It's either you're talking about what I did or what you did. That's it. That I know, just... but it feels so pretentious to like pat myself on the back because I normally do that every day. So I try not to. I try not to do it, dude. But I just, we made a pot. I just like that I connected the two our two characters. That was my favorite thing. Yeah. Well, and again, that's that's a lot of that as a DM. If I know that's what you're doing, it's like okay, cool. Now I can go into that character more. Who was he? What is he doing? Like, and that is what I think would be fun about at least Dave is figuring out. Like, okay, what is the research he was a part of and didn't know, and what is trying to like actually happen here and then because you can play with that reveal of his family and all that and what it does for dave it might not do anything might be like okay cool whatever i'd like who i am better now so it's fine i don't care that that happened but yeah 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 well all right yeah that is this episode 
That is this episode. It was also this episode earlier, too. We did some of this episode earlier when we were talking. Remember? Remember when we started? That was also this episode. I do remember when we started and when we did the middle. Oh, yeah. And now we finished. I remember that, too. Oh, man. It was good. We did all of that stuff. We did. (laughs) Um, All right, guys. Well, this is the part where I don't fucking ramble. Um, This is the end of the show. You have to get out now. Please go. Please leave. Um, But come back. We'd like you to come back. Um, But also, while you're gone and out there, and if you miss us and want to let us know what you thought of Dave Do and how he do and how we do with Dave Do, reach out to us. Uh, Shoot us an email, if you would like, at rngpcpodcast at gmail.com. That's that's the way so many people online do communicating. But if there's other ways as well, through social media, we have a Twitter, which is at RNG underscore PC. And that's actually conveniently also our Instagram and our Facebook. Uh, we are currently also streaming on Twitch, which is at twitch.tv slash RNG underscore PC. We're recording this for you. If you're hearing this at home in your ears right now, we did this in the past, which is usually how we do it. But we're live on Twitch if you want to see our faces while we do this. Um, Every Saturday we try and record. We have some scheduling stuff coming up in the future that might bump that around. But if you follow us on social media, we will update you there. Uh, But usually it's on Saturdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Sometime around there, maybe an hour later, give or take. Again, follow us on social media. If you go there, you can also join our Discord, which is available to anybody. But there's some higher levels about character discussion stuff and Patreon bonus episodes that we talk about through our Patreon, which is RNGPC uh, at Patreon. Or it's Patreon.com slash RNGPC. Uh, Nathan, you also do YouTube stuff, yeah? Yeah, I do do YouTube stuff. Um, you can just search... Um, yeah. Uh, don't believe there's no underscore so it's rng space pc for some of our youtube content we should have we should have more of that coming out soon um there's a couple of quick tips on there right now as well as previews for some of our other episodes um and i plan on making more quick tips in the future yeah yeah and that's the thing we're growing we're figuring this out we're making more stuff and we're having fun with it we hope you enjoyed as well um so definitely let us know uh and engage with us part of the stuff that helps other people find our podcast is if you are so kind as to write a review um on apple itunes if that's where you listen it really helps to get other people that are also into D or character building or role playing if they see you talking about that here and writing and reviewing this well it will pop up as a suggested thing for them and also what we like to do here at the end is read out reviews if we get any new ones that week so feel free to write some up there and we would definitely read your words and if you (laughs) want to help us grow and get more access to our character sheets and some bonus episodes again that's at our patreon um and yeah i think that's pretty much it thanks all right dude thanks for listening uh let us know what you thought about about dave do i'm really curious what the shell would like look like so if anyone wants to draw that and like share it on Twitter or Instagram or put it over at us, like we're going to start wanting to putting up some more art and stuff throughout our stream. We're making emotes. We got those now for people when they subscribe. So come check those out. Um, and I would love to incorporate some people's art of characters and stuff into that. So. Yeah, for show. For show, for show. All right. Well, thanks again. Have a good week, everyone. And remember, keep rolling and keep playing. See you next week. <laughs>